mutants and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul, seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode... 38. 38 of Super Nerd Pals. Happy Halloween. Is it Halloween yet? No. No, by the time you listen to this, it is not Halloween. <laughs> Halloween but is Saturday. This yeah. episode it, comes out Wednesday. You get it right, Stan. It will be. We're getting the jump. We're getting the jump on it. Way to be pro. I'm Stan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Stan Gadurski. All right? <laughs> I've never done this before. Sitting next to me, as always, Andy Carasquillo. Yo. And then we got Chris Sampson in the closet still. Hey! And special guest this week for Halloween spooky times, our friend, fan of the show, and friend again, and pal, <laughs> Ryan. What up? <laughs> so many yeah. happy feelings in this episode right now. It's Halloween. It is officially Halloween. It's, we brought it early. Halloween on Super Nerd Pals, yes. We brought it uh, several days early, just for you. Judge listen, Doom has that power. Listen, no, listen. <laughs> if they can start showing Christmas fucking commercials already, oh, we're not we can bring Halloween there. a few days early. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kmart's already doing Christmas commercials. I mean, we're, we're all in the studio in costume, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Good. Exactly. I've got my people skin on. <laughs> Your people's skin? What, which people are you? Are you the people whose earth he salted, Chris? That's true. <laughs> that is true. Stan, how did you They're survive the, the earth salting, back. man? I, 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 I was so thorough. What does salting yes. earth even do? It, it, makes, it kills the land, so you can't grow anything after it. Which means you would just die, because if you can't grow anything to survive on... Damn, why aren't you a plant? Desert is what happens. (laughs) That's fucked up. You gotta really hate someone to salt their land. (laughs) Exactly. That's, that's, Chris, like, you, your mind goes to some dark places, man. I mean, this is why we brought this back in the Halloween episode. Exactly. That's it, because, because you could, you could kill somebody, but then if you salt the earth, then they'll just die slowly. That's, (laughs) that's real bad. You're a bad boy, Chris. (laughs) I, I take that as a compliment. It's Halloween. It's, it's a spirit. So what are we doing for Halloween? How are we going to celebrate that on Wednesday? <laughs> when you're listening. <laughs> well, uh, obviously we're going to go and salt people's earths together. Yeah. Trick or treat, And we're going to steal one from uh, Detroit's book. And then, you know, just, what's it called? Devil's Night. We just light everything on fire. And then once the ashes are, are, are cooled down, then we salt. What? Then we salt everything. <laughs> So nothing can grow back. Except for zombies. Zombies can come back. You just took Mischief Night to a whole new level right there. That are... You know, we we gotta evolve and progress. That's how we do it. Chris will literally go around salting people's earth, going to the motherfuckers, and then that's it. We froze. Yes. And I I can die happy. Alright. Fuck it. You can't die. Everybody else is going to. That's true. That was the whole point! Oh. Oh, oh god. Uh, this, oh, oh god. No! Uh, no! What is going on? I don't know, Chris. You did some Halloween magic. <laughs> you fucking salted our Wi Fi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I forgot to mention, uh, you know, I, I sacrificed some animals before we started to, to make sure the episode goes okay. I, I guess I angered the dark gods again. 
Process, you know. At first, I had to round up all the enemies, <laughs> like King King Ghidra and Gamera and Mothra. They all had a beef with Godzilla, and I was like, "Hey guys, you know, Happy Halloween. This is this is my treat. For you. I have I'm to kill, kill Godzilla, you and I want to wear a skin, and then you, I'll make you laugh, and you know, everyone will have a good time, and then I'll send his spirit down to hell, and I'll kill you guys, so you guys can duke it out all eternity." <laughs> And, you know, they were cool with it. <laughs> what? What? Whoa! <laughs> they were just fucking cool with that? The secret, the trick is, I threatened to assault all their, all their lands. You know, they, they, they didn't have a chance. I mean, once you threaten to assault someone's land, that's it. It's over. <laughs> so, Chris, yeah. is your supervillain name, like, the Salt Man? The Salt <laughs> no, Man. The Salter. The, the Salter. The Salter. He's he's salty all the time. He just like walks around with a sack of salt on his back. <laughs> it's like so a Christmas I don't satchel. Like live on a farm, cause Chris, I'd never invite you over. Oh. Yeah, now you're gonna salt my goddamn earth. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I would salt your earth. I mean, you're you're cool. You're awesome. I would salt he your neighbor's earth. He didn't heart. salt Kirsty's earth. Yeah, he he only salts the earth of people he doesn't like. Oh, good. So yeah, this uh, Godzilla costume is pretty comfy right now. So, worth it. So happy Halloween, guys! Happy Halloween! All right, guys. Yeah. So, so if you're still listening, if you didn't, <laughs> if you guys are still listening. This is our Halloween special. Um, it's going to be structured like a normal episode of Super Nerd Pals, except each one's going to be horror themed. We're going to talk about our favorite horror comics, games. Movies, TV, and then we're gonna have a special Halloween-themed death battle at the end. So, uh, you guys, who wants to start? Because it's not gonna be me. I can start. <laughs> so always starts. I guess like because I'm excited to talk about my comic. So this came out uh, October 14th. I didn't have a chance to talk about it, but uh, it was like 
maybe three or four episodes ago, I started talking about Broken Moon, which is a horror comic by Steve Niles. To recap, it's a post-apocalyptic horror comic featuring all the classic archetypes of Halloween horror monsters. So you got your vampires, your werewolves. Vampires have taken over the Earth, and how they did that, they pretty much instigated a nuclear war and fired nukes at the moon, which caused, like, perpetual darkness. And, and the vampires, they're, they're, just, they're, they're just being total, total jerks. They're just uh, ratting up and enslaving all the humans, polluting the Earth so there's no sunlight whatsoever, and they're creating human blood farms. So, and making, so, in some so way the Matrix. They, so in some way, they're also salting the Earth. Exactly, <laughs> that's part of their plan. In this, in this, uh, in this issue, they were talking about they wanted they don't just want to like cover the earth in darkness, and they just want to kill everything on the planet. So they're so why forcing they humans. The planet? Why they nuke the moon? Well, you know, well, I don't know. The, I don't know. But Reasons. the comic they're has vampire, explained why. But for some them. reason, like the destruction of the moon caused like all the return of all these dark creatures to come back. So, like, werewolves came back, and zombies came back, and vampires came back, and... You would think blowing up the moon would make the werewolves go away. <laughs> I don't like know. logically. They're like, oh, shit. Actually, yeah, it should. I mean, theoretically, the moon blowing up, everyone would die, because the tides would just go crazy, and then, you know, everyone would be flooded, and debris would just rain down and kill everyone, but, you know, vampires, they, I, uh, I, they I don't give a fuck. I think we're just looking too, too deep into this. Anyway, long story short, the vampires, they're being jerks, they're enslaving everyone, uh, a bunch of humans are on the run, they get rescued by werewolves, and the werewolves are like, yo, we gotta go to Canada, cause that's our (laughs) salvation. There's no vampires in Canada. They're all in America. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, So the vampires in their giant dystopic cities, they're creating more blood farms and breeding centers like Immortan Joe, but the the environment's so crappy like most, like one out of ten infants survives, so they're like, we need more humans, go out my minions, and... Shouldn't have blown up the fucking moon. <laughs> yeah, and killing most of the population, but, you know I guess they, they didn't don't... Think that, they didn't think they are playing through, I'm gonna They be really didn't They really did So our heroes, like two humans, they paired with the werewolves, and they're traveling to Canada, and... They're enlisting the help of Victor Frankenstein because throughout the past few centuries, there's been a lot of combat between like vampires and all sorts of other creatures, including humans. And meanwhile, Frankenstein, he's just been biding his time. He's collect- he's been collecting all the the corpses from these battles and restitching them together and reanimating them. So now he has an army of Frankensteinian zombies waiting to attack. And he's like, "Yo, we're gonna take it. We're gonna take on." The vampires, and that's how the issue ends. It's like, oh shit, this is going to go. That's going to be a huge battle royale. I'm really excited. I think Chris just described the plot to Underworld Five. <laughs> Pretty much. I was I was waiting for you to bring up Will Smith. Will like Smith. He's hiding, he's hiding in his house with his dog. I mean, I uh, thought they were going no, to Canada to seek died. the help of Wolverine. That's right. <laughs> I thought they were looking for a Tim Hortons. Coffee joke. <laughs> Coffee joke. So, are there no vampires in Canada? Uh, apparently not. Apparently, the vampires in this in this world they're they're very 
um, I guess, isolationist for now. They don't venture out much except to scavenge and to hunt other humans in the outskirts of their city. But for the most part, they're just chilling their city, just trying to do, do birth they some not babies. Know that, and... Do they not know that a whole other world exists? Like, they're only in one part of the world. Well, they're too busy trying to kill the rest of the world. They're, they're like dumping, they're like creating massive factories. You can't factories. kill the whole world if you're gonna just stay in one location. <laughs> I don't they, again, these vampires, they, do, they don't, they, they don't they plan not, things very well. Yeah, they aren't, they aren't um, very farsighted in their goals. Just like, there's, they seem there's, a, bit there's lazy. a country it's out like... there, but we're going to stay here. They're like, all right, guys, we're going to blow up the fucking moon. That's step one, <laughs> all right? Step two is like, wait, what? Don't we need the humans? And like, shut up. We're going to blow up the moon because we don't like the humans. All right. Step two, we are never going to go to Canada. Too fucking cold. All right. We're going to stay in the Midwest. All right. Step three, that's have all. all the <laughs> that's our plan. Two-step plan. Where they were going. Our two-step plan. It's like, what about what about Victor Frankenstein? We heard he moved to Canada. He's plot. No. <laughs> the first the first problem you said is you mentioned Canada. We are not going there. Too cold. We we're American we vampires. Blood. We don't need free health care up in Canada. I heard Canada's just covered in garlic. We are not going. <laughs> Their land is too much salted. <laughs> That's why you don't see vampires in Italy. All the garlic. <laughs> True. Have you ever seen True a story. vampire in Italy? No. I've That's never why. seen. I've never seen a vampire. Period. That you know of. <laughs> the fuck yeah, that you know of. That you know of. <laughs> There's all kinds of daywalkers and stuff. I hear one out of four people is a vampire. So which one of you guys is it? What up? Totally me. Oh, oh, okay, maybe oh, no. oh, whoa, 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 are we gonna have a vampire off right now, Ryan? You're dead, man. That's why Chris naps a lot. That oh, explains yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I am nocturnal. I loved staying up late. And you salt the earth so no one can grow garlic. Exactly, because I'm spiteful, and I hate humanity, and I want them to die, but I need them so I can feed on them. No. <laughs> He's not thinking plans through. He's definitely a vampire. Although he did go to Japan to kill Godzilla, so I don't know. I don't know if a real vampire would, would make the effort to cross uh, the fucking water. Be like, eh. Because vampires can't cross water. You know, that's one of the rules. <laughs> the Nosferatu water? got on the fucking boat and just went, I'm going to another country. I'm Nosferatu. Nos. Nosferatu was in Bikini Bottom, the one episode of SpongeBob. Yes, Why don't you remember? He's fine with water. So. Someone lied. Someone lied and made all these rules inconsistent. The yeah, rules don't make sense. There's no consistency with vampire rules. I mean, they did try to blow up the moon because they wanted to kill off humanity, but they needed humans, so... Yeah. 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 Not very well thought. No. All right. So next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a horror comic. I talk about my horror comic every, like, month or so. Well, do you have a favorite the did, Walking Dead. Did you cover the most recent Walking Dead? I you did. know, they, we're not restricted to, to recent stuff. It could be anything you've ever read. This is kind of like your favorite horror comics. I, I've never, I was never into like the horror genre for comics. Okay. So, but Walking Dead. I don't know. You know. Yeah, Walking Walking, walking Dead's Dead's a big horror comic. Walking Dead's up there for me. Instead, honorable uh, mention, I guess, V for Vendetta is not a horror, but no, it's not. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally not, but fuck it. Well, fuck it, I'll just name a, name a comic. <laughs> v for Vendetta. 
Ryan, do you have anything to contribute to the class? I do. Thank you, Professor Stan. Doom. You will name him Judge Judge Stan. Judge Doom. Judge Doom. Judge Judge Professor Doom. No, I um I actually picked up a Grimm's fairy tale comic once by accident. I was at St. Mark's comic and I picked it up, Mm -hmm. was thumbing through it, and I was like, Oh look, blood and got very overly enthusiastic by that, which, you know, say that too loud in a comic book store and everyone sort of like slinks away from you. But uh, I kind of read that while I was staying there, and that was actually pretty good. Very bloody. Got to see Red Riding Hood kick some wolf ass, so that was nice. What she use, like a, a knife or a, a minigun in her little picnic basket? Or... Um, I, I want to say it was a katana, but I could be wrong. That's legit. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I would use, but I don't. You know, I could be wrong, but yeah. So that's really like the only horror comic I've ever read. Stan, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, Professor Judgy. Yeah, <laughs> I've got I've got two um, classic ones that I want to briefly talk about. I've already talked about Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom, um, Triumph and Torment, and um, I'm gonna bring it I'm gonna bring it up again because I think everyone should read it because Doctor Doom is awesome and Doctor Strange is awesome and. It's a it's a graphic novel. You can it's readily available if you want to read it. But essentially, Doctor Doom's uh, mother is dead, and she's been dead for a long time. And every year, Doctor Doom tries to get her soul back from Mephisto in Hell. And finally, he ends up recruiting the help of Doctor Strange, and together they essentially go into Hell to fight Mephisto to get the soul of his mom back. And it's a really cool book. It shows both the origins of Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange. It even shows the tournament that Doctor Strange wins to become the Sorcerer Supreme. So you get you get the origin of Doctor Doom. You get the origin of Doctor Strange. You get them going to hell. You get them fighting like demons and shit, like using like magic. And they it, they've never really teamed up before this comic I believe and it's interesting to see sort of them working together it's always interesting to see Doctor Doom working for something that's not world domination or murder <laughs> like he's actually he's actually trying to do something good for a change and the ending is is really interesting and it's good it's it's I wouldn't it's not scary it's not like ooh scary but you know it's got hell and spooky themes in there so it's cool magic um yeah my second one is Batman and Dracula Red Rain. Yes. Which is one of my favorite, not only one of my favorite Batman comics, but I think one of the one of the cooler horror themed comics in general. It's um it's a multi it's a, it's like an Elseworlds, doesn't actually happen, but essentially Dracula comes to Gotham and Batman has to take him on and all the vampires and he doesn't have you know, superhuman strength, but all the vampires do, so he has to figure out a way to stop them, and spoiler, he's gotta become a vampire himself to take on Dracula, but he he's like a, he's like a pure vampire, he does, like, you know, he doesn't kill anybody, so he, he doesn't drink any blood, so he's, he's able to do things that regular vampires aren't, and it, it comes in, in, um, a trilogy, which is, um, Batman Vampire, it's like a graphic novel. It's got all three stories. Because there was a trilogy. The first one is Batman and Dracula. The second one is Batman as a vampire versus the Joker. 
And then the last <laughs> one is yeah, it's pretty cool. The last one is Batman versus everyone else as a vampire because he he event, he starts succumbing to the to the vampire curse. In the second part of it, the Joker is trying to he he gets the rest of the vampires that are left after Dracula to like become like part of his gang and he starts taking over Gotham and then Batman as a vampire has to go after the Joker but the Joker's like he's like ha don't you want to drink my blood and he's like no I can't but he's like ah and it's like it's a cool it's a cool fight and you know you know the Joker's always like teasing Batman to try and kill him he this is the same kind of Joker thing except he's trying to get him to like succumb to his vampire side and so that's cool and then the last one is like Batman kind of is like a little crazy because he's been a vampire for too long so he starts like becoming corrupt so it's cool especially if you go the second one and the third one aren't as well written as the first one but it's really interesting to see batman essentially take this descent that he does from being like moralistic and like i'm doing this because i have to or whatever to sort of descending into like the vampire you know becoming a vampire so it's 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 really cool. It's good for read. I always read it once in a while because it's just it's so cool seeing Batman as a vampire. I don't know. He's he does crazy shit. And it's ve- it's it's very violent and bloody. So um I know like they I think it was one of the DC animated movies. I don't remember if it was Batman or Batman Beyond, but he also fights against Dracula. Oh, that was Batman the animated series. No, wasn't it the Batman the one where the Joker is like a monkey guy. I know the one that you're talking about, Chris. Mm-hmm. And uh, with uh, Justice League Gods and Monsters, uh, it has an alternate Batman. And this Batman is Kurt Langstrom, the, the man-bat. But in this case, he's an actual vampire as well. So he goes around biting criminals for justice. <laughs> for justice. That doesn't seem like justice, though. It's like, I'm going to bite a criminal, and he can just do all of his criminal things as a vampire, unless he... Yeah. In this one, and the, the origin issue, Kirk Langstrom, he, he's been fighting off the vampire virus or curse for a really long time, and to the point where he, he can't control it, so the, the only way he can rationalize or justify, you know, feeding on people is just to, you know, just to feed on criminals only. So, kind of dark. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, and I guess I want to follow up, um, I guess I just want to throw out some honorable mentions for some of my favorite comics. Basically anything by Steve Niles and Ben Templesmith. So 30 Days of Night, that's a really good, that's a pretty well-known horror title that's that's gone into mainstream success. Um, they made... Ryan's giving thumbs up. Oh, yeah. It's my one of my favorite movies. I didn't bother with the sequel, but 30 Days of Night, that shit was... Yeah, the sequel, up. it was so good. Have you read the original comic? I did. Um... It's so good. Um, and Josh Harnett, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I love Josh Harnett in, uh, in the movie. And I think it came out 2006 or seven. Well, I also think they chose a brilliant director for that. I mean, David Slade, you want a horror movie. He's, he's yeah. one of those geniuses where you give him something dark to deal with. And he just he takes it and runs with it in the best way possible. And it was really respectful of the source material. Like, their vampires is in it. They were exactly from like they were from the comic. They're just oh, yeah. basically killer sharks in human skin. And they have, like, really black eyes. And, like, just eating people and dragging them. And, like, spewing blood everywhere. Oh, so good. I mean, you want vampires with a good plan? 
30 days of <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. They had, they had the plan. They had the plan. They, like, they you know, went, I'm pretty sure those, they went to those Alaska. vampires aren't afraid of snow. No. They can't feel I mean, anything. didn't... Didn't that movie take place in, like, Alaska? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but during a time of the year where they have 30 days of night. So there was no... There was, like, no way that that could have... Well, I mean, it did go wrong, but there... In, <laughs> <laughs> it did, but it was better than blowing up the moon. Let's just... I mean, it's better than blowing up the moon and not going to Canada. <laughs> yes. Those vampires wouldn't have been afraid of Canada. They'd be like, we're going to go. We're just going to fuck Canada. Canada, Canada, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> See, these these vampires in 30 days, they were like, this is a great thing because in Barrow, Alaska, it's nighttime like all the time for the entire month. Yeah. And the vampires are like, oh, well, this is going to be awesome. So they go to Barrow, Alaska. They kill all the sled dogs. They destroy all the equipment and make sure no one can leave. And they just have a feeding frenzy. And the guys left in, in Barrow, Alaska have to fend for themselves and it's do they go to like a it, club and that only plays rob zombie uh no because that's what i would do is if i was a vampire i'm, I'm pretty this sure all vampires blade. do that anyway no no that's blade that's, that's a but we should go, go to a blood rave i like your initiative the, stan the club is all red light completely red light there's no other kind of light in the fucking club like superman would not be able to go to that club i'm just telling you all red light Vampires go in there and it's like burn through the witches again. And like, talk smacking my Dragula. Yeah, see, if you walk down the street and you hear fucking Rob Zombie coming out of a red colored club, no, don't go in there. <laughs> Noted. These are your Halloween tips. Tip number one: avoid the Rob Zombie club. Or go there if you want to be a vampire. <laughs> if you don't, if you have a day job, if you have if you have responsibilities in the morning. Try to avoid that club, all right, guys? If, if you, We're keeping you safe. If you want to go to Canada, don't go to that club. <laughs> yeah. Or just go to Canada. Just go to there Canada. There'll be no vampires. <laughs> There'll be a few Frankenstein monsters and shit, but they're probably good guys. <laughs> Frankenstein, they're good guys. They're good people. No, Frankenstein's the doctor. The creature is his... Yeah, the creature's good. Which is which doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me, because Victor Frankenstein created the monster, and the monster is all like, he's like, I want to love, be friends. And he's like, no! I gotta <laughs> kill you! I can't give you a wife! Because I've created monsters! Victor, he, all I mean, he cares he about beauty and anyway. vanity and stuff. No, he's he like, oh god, you're not pretty, like I, like I thought you were. Well, you, no, you, it's because Victor Frankenstein became afraid of what he created. He's yeah, like, but oh, he's like, you're horrible! He's like, but, no, I just want to be friends. He's like, no, you're, you're fucking ugly. Holy <laughs> shit. I got to grab my coat and I got to leave. Jesus Christ, he's so ugly. He's like, but I just want to be, I just want to watch my friends and, and hang. No! Back, monster. It's okay, Victor. Creature. At the end of that, so it's okay. Worst he's like, oh, dad Jeez, you're so mean. All right, I'm leaving. Can I at least take a coat? He's like, get out of here! He offers to build a bride, and he's like, "Wait, sorry, I'm being a tease. I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy your your wife in front of you." And he does. Yeah, Frankenstein and... comes back a few years later. And he's like, "Listen, you're you fucking asshole, right?" No, it's yeah. pieces. Yeah. He's like, "I'm out, done, bye." And yeah, he he goes and he learns English and shit. Universe. Then he comes back and he's like, "Listen, listen, Vic. All right, we both know you're an asshole. Okay, all right. I know all those mean things you were saying to me, calling me ugly and shit." You suck, but I need a boy. I need a girlfriend. So um, I'm too big. All right, I'm too tall. All right, there's no basketball in Germany. There's no like tall people. I need a I need a tall friend. 
please make me one and I'll go away. And Victor's like, I'm thinking about it, but you're real fucking ugly, man. I gotta, ooh, and, I gotta say. And to protect ooh. the human race, I can't have a race of ugly Frankenstein monsters, you know, just ruining, ruining the, the perfect visage of society in my, my mind. So you know and what? And the creature is like, well, guess what? You can't have a woman either. Payback is a bitch, Dad. Yeah, Frankenstein's just like, ooh, listen, creature. I gotta, I gotta say, like, I, I see, I know where you're coming from. You know, I got a girlfriend too, but ooh, couldn't no, even give no, him a no, name. No. Damn it. Ooh, ooh, you are just a monster, aren't you? And he's like, what? <laughs> you're, Come on. you're just, you're just nasty. I, I, I love I literature. I love reading and, like, like helping people. And he's like, ooh, no, no. <laughs> not with that face. No. <laughs> just just go to Canada. Just just leave me be. And, and the monster's like, screw you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take everything you love. And we're going we're gonna to go. We're going to go on a road trip together. And you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be almost dead, but I'm going to take care of you just long enough so you can keep on chasing me and continue this road oh, trip boy. together. I think Ryan froze. Uh-oh. Uh, I, think, well, I think she accidentally went to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, don't go to Canada. Actually, go to Canada. I mean, you would be safe from the vampires there. So. Yeah, she froze. Uh-oh. That's cool. That's fine. We knew We knew what was going to happen. As soon as you jinxed it, Chris. I didn't say anything. Happen. I didn't say anything. At, well, in the last you said all the things. All the things. That's how ugly Frankenstein is. <laughs> <laughs> Forces people to log off from from hangouts. There you go. She's like, but but he's so ugly. <laughs> ooh, I really want to stick around and talk about this, but ooh, have you seen him? <laughs> have you seen his face? Oh, jeez. Ooh. Oh, Can we? Oh, hey. there she is. <laughs> hey. Thank you. Hey. You live. No, no vampires got to me today. All right, we're back. That's a nice little break we had. We can put some music. I'm just like, because sometimes the, the shows, they're like, oh, guys, we're going to take a break. And they put like a little snippet of music, then they come back. They're like, oh, we're back. It one happens. Day, one day we'll have shows sponsors. Have we'll have sponsors. We put that there, and then we'll make all that podcast money and build that empire. Nobody wants to pay us. Anyway. <laughs> whoa, 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 Stan. Stan, you lost the battle before it begun. Come on. No. We'll I'm, get there. I'm, I'm joking. Maybe. We'll see. Stan said, war, what war? Fuck that, we lost. <laughs> right, I think we had Vampire Overlords as our sponsors up until you opened your mouth, Stan. Now, now you lost it. <laughs> Did you take Stan's advice about going to Canada? I told him that I'll go to Canada when I need to blow up the moon. Okay. Good plan. That'll, fair enough. Fair enough. Good plan. That'll, that'll be what I need to go to Canada. They don't expect you to go to Canada if you're going to blow up the moon. Like, okay, step one, blow up the moon. Obviously, you can't be going to Canada. <laughs> so if you go to Canada and you're waiting there, they're like, oh shit, we didn't plan for this, and then it's over. You win. Just be, make sure when you go to Canada and you, before you blow up the moon, make sure the Americans aren't going after you because they're going to be coming in giant ATATs and drones and and steal your water. I think you're crossing that's what over. Happens. I think you're crossing over your universes right now. I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Chris, you're, you're crossing the streams. Yeah, don't cross the streams. <laughs> God! Fuck that! You can't cross the streams. Ooh, if you one. do it again, Chris, I will have to salt your land. Bring it on, man! Bring it! 
You see <laughs> fucking Chris and Andy standing outside just throwing handfuls of salt at each other. The like, ah! Our eyes are bleeding because we just throw the salt at each other. Salt! Salt! Salt it all! <laughs> Alright. So, guys. Video games. Favorite horror video games. Go! Somebody. Not me. Um, well, right now, uh, I'm playing Soma, which released last month, and it took me a while to get around to it, but, oh my gosh, it is so, so good. It's, um, I haven't played Until Dawn yet, so I can't say it's my favorite horror Gotta game of the that. year, but this is, it's a really, really tight and amazing game. It's made by Frictional Games, so the same guys that brought you Amnesia, and they've been working on this this project for, I guess, like, maybe four years? And it's a completely different change of pace in terms of like setting. It's uh, sci-fi, and it's it takes place in this underwater facility, so it's a bit of Bioshock. But in terms of tone, it's more it's closer to Dead Space than anything. For the majority of the game, it's all broken down, really decrepit. There's like signs of blood and murder everywhere, and there's like this weird alien, gross, and the narrative is it's it's really interesting. It toys a lot with very cool philosophical questions of like transhumanism, existentialism, like what what it means to be human or perception of reality. And there was this this is something that I was not expecting, but it just made me love the game even more. Like you all know my love for post-apocalyptic stuff. This game oh, is know. a post-apocalyptic tale. Like I was not expecting that, but it's an uh, ingenious way to set they up how... They just find you at this point. I'm sorry? They find you at this point. The post-apocalyptic <laughs> media. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, uh, do you guys care about spoilers? Or I don't want to... Like, yes. Okay, but I just want to say it, there's post-apocalyptic um, elements to this game. It just makes it so much better. And it's... Uh, unlike Amnesia, where... It has a Anisha has a lot more jump scares, but overall, there's a more heightened sense of tension and creepiness to it. Like some of the things that you have to do, like I don't, I'm not sure if there's a a morality based system or if there's alternate endings. But the some of the choices you have to make in the game, like really makes you question yourself, really questions your. What your sense of right and wrong and ethics and um, some of the decisions are really unsettling and implications which adds did you to... did you beat the game yet? I had I'm, I'm probably like a quarter or a third of the way through so I'm not sure how it ends yet I have some ideas I've only played the beginning and like I know enough that like you were in some type of accident and parts of you had to be like well, I guess your brain had to be like... Yeah, so the main character, his name is Simon Jarrett, and he got involved in the car accident. He killed his friend, uh, I think her name is Ashley, and he suffers from brain hemorrhaging and, he- and severe headaches. So he's participating in this special study where they take scans of your brain, and based on those scans, they can create and pinpoint the the most perfect type of a diagnosis and treatment. So he takes a scan... And then the next thing he knows, he wakes up um, in a chair in an underwater facility, and that's how the the main crux of the the, the game's events moves forward. So, are, so how far are you, are you in the game, Andy? 
Uh, I think I just got into the underwater facility. Okay, so you okay? So there's some some pretty mind blowing stuff that happens that you'll find out. So so no spoilers then. Um, I I really enjoy this game. I highly recommend it. It's only twenty four ninety nine on uh, PSN and Steam. It's a shorter game. I think it's like eleven to twelve hours. That's not that short. That's a, that's a decent that's a decent length of a game. I, I mean that's. That's normal game length nowadays. Yeah, like no, like Metal Gear is like not the, not the rule. <laughs> hundred hours. Anyway, I digress. So that's the game I've been playing recently. But my all-time favorite horror game franchise is Dead Space, specifically Dead Space One and Two. Um, three wasn't as much horror as more as, as more as action, but I, I'm so glad. Three was it, like the Resident Evil Four. Yeah. But not as good. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, why do you like Dead Space so much? Well, because it's it's heavily influenced. It has a lot of nods to uh, one of my all-time favorite horror movies, which we'll talk later, but it's John Carpenter's The Thing. It's basically The Thing meets Alien. You know, you have yeah. you have uh, John Isaac Clarke, uh, and they, they find he's an engineer, so it has that trope of like the, like of like a a guy in STEM, so you have your, um, what's his name? The guy from Half-Life. Morgan, uh, D- Freeman. Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> not Morgan Freeman. Freeman. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't remember his, it's not Morgan Freeman. But Morgan Freeman, Morgan can, Freeman, he could totally save the world, nonetheless. Gordon, Gordon Freeman, that's his name. Yes, Jeez. I've been saying that. Oh, I, I'm Gordon sorry. Gordon Freeman. I'm sorry. It honestly sounded like Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> uh, he said Morgan Freeman at first, and then he said Gordon Freeman. Like four times. Morgan Freeman, Morgan Gordon, Morgan Gordon. But uh, I just love it because it's it's a really creepy uh, sci-fi story, and I love the designs, all the necromorphs, how they like, their bodies split open, and the forearms become blades, and like their chest rips open. It's just a lot of awesome body horror, and the fact that it has like a unique combat system with um, strategic dismemberment. Um, and it's a really cool story. Like I love all the lore about like unitology and the marker and all this, the cult stuff and this underlying conspiracy. I I just love it. It's just so so good. And I just I, I need to replay it. Well, I started playing Dead Space Two because I went to New York Comic Con in t- 2010 and they ha- they set up a booth and they had someone dressed up as Isaac Clark and they had like a 10 minute demo and I was so hooked on it. So I played that, then it went back to Dead Space 1 and finished with 3. Um, and I really hope uh, they do a Dead Space 4. I know there were plans or rumors, but nothing really concrete. But I'm, I re- I would love to at least see like an HD re- remaster of the series. I mean, they're like HD remastering everything. So Yeah, but the thing is, EA doesn't <clears throat> like to do remasters. Which stupid. is why there's no Mass Effect remaster yet. Even though it should be. I mean, it's that, a trilogy. Yeah, but not on the not on next gen. Fuck it. Fuck it. Cool, Ryan. Do you have any video game uh, horror, uh, scary uh, video I games? I do actually. To talk about. Um. Well, cool. technically, there's there's Alice, American McGee's Alice, and he has a second one, and the third one is coming out. I know he had a Kickstarter that was out for the third one. Um. So I don't know if that actually made it out yet. <clears throat> but if we're talking like your typical like horror video games i guess you have to go with silent hill you have yeah, to go with left for dead yes and yes. you 
have to go with Call of Duty Black Ops Zombies because zombies. <laughs> um, How excited for you, Black Ops Three Zombies? Yes, I cannot wait to play the the one where it's like the 1920s, where where, where you fight gangster fedora zombies, and then the like Cthulhu monster comes out of nowhere. It could be Ron Perlman. That's it so could cool. be Ron Perlman. My my all-time <laughs> favorite, though, that has not come out because as of October 14th, they were still looking for a programmer. It's a psychological horror video game called Sound of Silence, and it basically works off of the... It responds to the gamer. So you make decisions. I remember hearing about yeah, you that. Make, you play the game, and while you're making decisions, it, it the game, based on whatever decisions you make can tell, like, what you're afraid of, and we'll do more of that in the game. It's super responsive, which Whoa. is yeah, it's horrifying. Like, and on the PS4, it's it's active through the, the PS4 controller. Is that so, like, like a, is that... Anytime, anytime you scream or, like, if they hear your, like, your breathing getting heavy, they'll start doing that more. That's legit. It's, it's fucking crazy. Oh is it like a VR? Or Wait, is, is, this this a, is this an indie title? Is this Kickstarter funded, or is this... Um, uh, I know that... I I don't know about Kickstarter, but I know there's a Facebook page with all of their info on it. I will actually check to see if there is a Kickstarter. I remember hearing about this this game like probably before, maybe like a year after the PS4 came out. I remember mm-hmm. hearing about this. I title. just got so excited for it. I was like, this is like if you're like a horror like fanatic and even if you don't play a lot of video games this is something that you definitely want to play because this is the first time I've ever heard of something being so responsive to fear and everything like that cuz first time I played Left 4 Dead when that witch popped out I was like oh shit and then you know you kind of you kind of know that that's going to happen and how to get around that but this there is no way of doing that which is really cool that's like taking immersion to the next level. Yeah, it sounds really messed up, and I cannot wait if they ever Is get there shit any together. plot premise? Is it like a like sci-fi horror, or like a psychological horror? It's psychological horror, horror. Like fantasy horror? I think it's absolutely definitely a psychological horror, and I know there's a concept video out on YouTube. I'm not finding anything well, about a Kickstarter, but... Can we take a second to talk about Silent Hill? Yes! Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, let's talk about Silent Hill. Let's do that. I want to do that. It's scary. <laughs> I, love I love Silent Hill. Pterodactyl monsters. Yeah, he like flies and then he eats you. Oh, fun fact. I, I found out recently that um, the pterodactyl monster from Silent Hill, it was a, a reference to one of the creatures from Stephen King's The Mist. Well, that doesn't oh, yeah? surprise me. It makes sense. Yeah. I've never seen The Mist. The movie? Yeah. The original or the Have remake? You read the book? I don't... I don't read books. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but... Uh, comics counts as books, maybe? No? Uh, I mean... You read. I read comics. You read. I read that's, that's on good the enough. interwebs. I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't read books. I'll take that you read something. But at least he reads. It's okay. <laughs> I yes. read text messages and... <laughs> <laughs> I read at work. Silent Hill is so scary. I can't even beat the second one because it's too scary. I can't even beat the first one. I don't think I've beaten Silent Hill. Pyramid Head makes me shit bricks more than Nemesis <laughs> ever could. And you don't even. The, the thing is with, with Pyramid Head is you don't even see him that many times. No, he's Nemesis just comes like, after you, but 
Pyramid Head's just like I don't know. It's like I know you're gonna come. The with nurses me. freak me out more. Really? Yeah. Really? I don't. I'm not. I'm trying to think. Which I one. feel like I feel like I see the nurses too much in the game to be like scared of them. Like I know I can take them. Like I'm not scared of them necessarily. I can take the nurses. Pyramid Head. It's just like. Look at that problem. Yeah, I ain't fucking with that. I don't know. I just, I feel like. Ooh, you got that pyramid on your head because you're real ugly. Because you just. Are you familiar with Frankenstein? Ooh. Sorry, pyramid head. I can't make you a wife. I mean, you and Frankenstein should go grab a beer together or something. Oh, boy. And at this point, I wish we had fans who were artists and can illustrate these things. Frankenstein and, and Pyramid getting a drink. Frankenstein's monster, sorry, the, the creature. creature. Well, no, Frankenstein should be there too in the background, like. Ooh. No, he's, he's the bartender. Yes. Like, Ooh, I don't know if I can serve you guys. Ooh. Ooh. No. I'm sorry. Pals, come on, send us some fan art and tweet us at Super Nerd Pals and email at no SuperNerdPros.com. Oh. <laughs> Stan, that's the second time your negativity. Oh. Fine, send it to me. Judge I want to see that fan go, art. Judge Doom. Judge Doom, sit Listen. down and stop because we don't have okay. room for this right now. No negativity. I'll rein it in. Okay. I'll rein it in. So, have you ever played Silent Hill 4? Yeah. Okay. There is a, first of all, there's the ghosts that come after you. Those guys are fucked up. Second of all, there's that baby monster with the two fucking baby heads that comes after you. Okay? It looks like it's wearing a garbage bag. It's got two big arms. And it's got two baby heads. And it just runs garbage at you. Garbage bag, baby? It looks at you just fucking... It bolts straight for you with its two fucking hands. And it don't have no legs. It's two arms and a garbage bag. And baby heads. Garbage bag, baby. That game is fucked up. <laughs> all right. It's even worse because I don't know. Listen, a lot of people don't like Silent Hill Four, but I'll tell you what, that game is fucking scary. Because you are in your apartment and your apartment starts getting fucked up. You can't leave your apartment. That game fucked me up. I should never have played that game when I did at my age, <laughs> at my tender early teens. I think I don't remember when that game came out, but I was young and I should not have been playing that. Because fuck, I kept thinking I wouldn't be able to get out of my apartment and some spooky man would come out of my wall. <laughs> There's like spooky men, and and they would come out of your wall, and you go in the bathroom, and there'd be a hole in your fucking bathroom, and you're like, maybe I should go through that hole. You don't go through the fucking <laughs> hole in your bathroom. You don't do that. Horror one one. I mean, that reminds me. That reminds me of PT when I saw the hole in the bathroom, and I was like, what was in that hole? And then I looked, and I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have looked. Yeah, you, you don't look in the holes. That's, that's your second tip. That's your second Halloween tip. The first one... What was the first one? <laughs> don't go, uh, don't go don't, to Canada. <laughs> don't go to the Rob Zombie clubs. Tip number two, don't look at no holes. Don't look at any of them. We're saving lives tonight, guys. We gotta... <laughs> Save all the lives. All the lives. Number three, don't be Norman Reedus in, in Silent Hill. Just don't do it. You don't won't be exist. Don't, do it. don't be in Silent Hill. <laughs> you won't exist. That's bullet point to that point. Just don't be in Silent Hill. Just don't go there. <laughs> if you're stuck, I mean, I think I would like to live in Silent Hill at one point before that. No. Why? <laughs> what? It's such a lonely neighborhood. I mean, it looks like Judge a nice, nice little 
Looks like a nice little town right, before. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure in the 70s, Silent Hill was like a, it was a great place to be. Yeah, I mean, like Elm Street. Elm Street was probably nice, and then fucking Freddy happened, and you were like, "Don't, don't live on Elm Street." But it's probably cheap to buy houses on Elm Street, yeah. which is exactly why you get flipped I would totally all the houses on Elm Street. Well, it's probably cheaper to buy to buy property in Silent Hill now. I'm pretty, yeah. Like I'm thinking, like the rent's got to be pretty low. So now, may- maybe I'm thinking about it. Maybe. <laughs> Are we gonna be hipsters and just fucking? Yes, like, we're, gonna, we're gonna buy up all the properties and raise the property and values, and then, and then we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna make all. That's the it, things. guys. This is where it starts. Bunch of, bunch of hipsters living in Silent Hill. It's like ah, oh, it's not maybe, so bad. Maybe we should learn from the hipsters and move to Canada. <laughs> no, no. I'm no. <laughs> very against Canada. Judge Ryan's you, no. If no. you learn anything from the hipsters, it's don't do that, please, for the love of God. Put put down your gavel, Judge no. Ryan. It's up it's here. It's... <laughs> no. She just denied I that. <laughs> I shut that down right quick. No. Andy, do you have any uh, horror video games you like to talk about? Careful, I might change uh, Any favorites? I have a lot of... All of them are, like, zombie-related. So? There's nothing Fucking... wrong with that, man. Resident Evil, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silent Silent yes. Hills is obvious. Um, Resident Evil, Dying Light, Dying Light. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Dying Light's really, never, really fun. I never played Dying Light. Have you ever played um, Dead Island? Yes. It's what Dead Island should have been. Okay, Dead Island was pretty bad. Mm, well, this does Dead Island correct. Okay. It's by the same people as Dead Island. It's just done right. They just figured it out. Yeah. Mm. Um. What else? Dead Rising. I love Dead Rising. Dead, I love getting, Dead Rising is really good. I love getting the Mega Buster in Dead Rising and going around with that shit. I like grabbing orange juice. <laughs> Lots of orange juice. Tip number four. Stock up an orange juice. <laughs> Lots of healthy vitamins in there. And of course, Left for Dead. Left for Dead is my single reason for owning an Xbox 360 when I did. Left for Dead? You think they're ever going to make a... Left for Dead three? Oh, oh, they fucking better. Oh, we'll be dead. <laughs> Le- Left four's the dead. I'd rather see Half Life three than Left for Dead three at this point. I've never played a Half Life game. Go ahead, kill me, Stan. Judge Stan. Is... I mean, no, like you know, it's good, but like I wouldn't, you know. Half Life is a really good. If you're gonna play Half-Life um really Half Life, you should play the the what's it called Half Life Black Mesa. It's like the complete HD remake. Yeah. A rehaul of the original game. What is it on? Uh, Steam, PC. I might have to pick that up. It's really good. I'm, um, I'm still waiting for Portal any... 3, thank you very much. Which will never happen, ever. Yeah, but before any of those things I happen, mean, we need Half-Life 3. I mean, Half-Life 3 is gonna happen when Silent Hills comes back. Don't say that. So, never. It's, it has to happen. <laughs> it has to. Please. Please. Oh, Stan, apparently... Um, there was this Easter egg um, in the Mad Max video game. If you go to a particular camp, it's like a Half-Life 3 will never happen Easter egg. It was like, they had this burnt <laughs> out... It, it was really depressing, so but they had, this, they had this burnt up camp, and um, you had this crate, and on it was scrawled like, um, like H3... And then the corpse on the on the ground, he had he was wearing a pair of glasses, and there was a crowbar right next right right next to him. It's like, oh, really? Uh, uh, uh. 
So I don't know who on Avalanche Studios like, previously worked at Valve, or but someone inserted a Half-Life 3 will never happen kind of joke in there. Makes me sad. Bastards. Anyone else you want to elaborate on? Not really. No. <laughs> I mean, Resident, maybe Resident Evil. Hey, you want to take a second to talk about Resident Evil? Hell yeah. All I right. always want to talk about Resident Aren't Evil. Aren't they doing a new um, movie? Isn't there a new Resident Evil? Yeah. They are. Resident Evil 6 the or 7? Final I, I, chapter. Can't wait. It it was actually supposed to come out this September, but um, when Mila Jovovich found out she was pregnant, they postponed uh, filming, which sucks, but... It's coming out now. God, I can't wait. That the Resident Evil movies are my favorite bad movies. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. I fucking love those movies, except for Resident Evil Extinction. That Extinction what, was ex- what's that? Extinction. What? <laughs> Resident Evil Extinction. What's yeah. that? It doesn't. No, <laughs> it doesn't exist. What are you talking about? There's no Resident Evil Extinction. It goes. It goes Resident Evil. Resident Apocalypse. Evil Apocalypse. Then it goes Afterlife, and then it goes Retribution. And then the final chapter. And then the final chapter is coming out. There's no. It's like it's like the other time you tried to convince me that um, X Men Origins Wolverine was something was a thing that no, happened. No, that never happened. That never happened. That that wasn't a thing. Baraka Baraka Pool. Uh, no, what? That? What? <laughs> is that like one of your fan fictions? <laughs> <laughs> Those things don't exist. Uh, De- Deadpool sewn mouth. What? <laughs> I don't. But um, as for Resident Evil games, I think the HD. The Resident Evil Remake HD Remaster has got to be probably my favorite Resident Evil game. Like, period. My favorite Resident Evil game is still hands down Resident Evil 2. 2? Yeah. Are you excited about that remake? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for that. I've owned every Resident Evil game. Me too. And, I don't know. One of one of my favorite is probably um, Umbrella Chronicles. The rail shooter. Yeah. It's not it's like horror, but... It's so much fun, and it's nice to, like, get all the documents and read things that I didn't previously know about the game or, like, like put together myself. Like those Wesker yeah, documents? Yeah. yeah. Ryan, so, do you have any um, experience with the Resident Evil games? I honestly can't remember the last time I played a Resident Evil game, which goes to show you how long that's been, but I'm... No, actually, I can't... I can't even... I don't, the earliest thing I remember are the movies. I can't even remember the last time I played a Resident Evil game. And I feel like, in some aspects, Resident Evil wound up shadow, uh, shadowing out like uh, Silent Hill. Even though Silent Hill is fucking amazing. Silent Hill is really scary. Resident Evil, I would say, is not as scary as Silent Hill, but Resident Evil does a really good job in its own right with its atmosphere and yeah. its music. People, people try to compare the two, but I don't... I don't know. I can't. I feel like I can't compare the two because one's like a zombie apocalypse, and the other one is like this weird messed up fucking... dimensional world. Yeah. yeah, Silent Hill is like hell, and it's like always coming after you, and you have the, that like really like intense industrial like soundtrack of like banging like pipes and shit yeah. when the monsters come after you, and like the radio static. And then Resident Evil, when it's done right, not the more more recent like action horror Resident Evils. You go back to the early Resident Evils, and it's like slow and you can see the zombies coming but the the music is like like haunting and i think what really what really makes resident evil like fucking well the original like a good horror game was that they forced you to stop to shoot yeah. cuz you had to like choose your timing 
And, like, if you had a horde of zombies around you, you were like, do I shoot one? Do I run? You always like, run. Unless you can't. Oh, no, I'll, I like to kill as many as I can. And then fight all the crimson heads later. Oh, jeez, no, you don't do that, <laughs> man. You gotta, you gotta stack up on that kerosene, man. Burn them. You gotta burn them zombies, man. You can't just leave them around. That's fucking irresponsible. Stairs, <laughs> rule number five. Don't fight the crimson heads. Burn them. Yeah, tip, tip number six for your Halloween pleasure. Burn the zombies, all right? Just burn them, all right? Carry enough kerosene, put the little jug in the fucking the safe room when you need it to come back to it, use it, you know. Did you not see Zombieland, you know, don't you know? Double tap rule. Double tap. Double tap. Yeah. Double tap. You got to make sure you destroy the head or burn the, burn the corpse if it's a zombie. All right. Well, now that we're talking about Zombieland, real quick. <laughs> Sorry. Real quick. All right. I just love that Bill Murray died, like, <laughs> so unexpectedly. Uh, That's my least favorite part of that movie. That, and I was like, ah. That shit was so uh, amazing. It was just funny that they were watching Ghostbusters in his basement. Yeah. <laughs> and they're getting high, and they're, they're, they're shooting the chandeliers. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of Resident Evil, I really, really love the animated movies, uh, especially Damnation. I love that movie so... Regeneration was okay, but Damnation took it to a brand new level. See, Damnation, I went through hell to find that movie on Blu-ray. Is that the airport one? No, that's Regeneration. Damnation is the sequel. Yeah, when they're in, like, Russia or something? Yeah, Yeah. and and Leon has to take on, like, two titans. Yeah. Or not... Uh, The the Um, tyrants. The tyrants. Yeah, the two tyrants. And yeah. then, and then uh, that, one of the guys can can control epic. the liquors with his mind. It was like, oh, this is so cool. But even even regeneration was really good. Yeah, it was really. Good. I really enjoyed it. It was it was well done. Uh, but I think per, from personal standpoint, Damnation was I thought it was a, a lot better. Like uh, one of my favorite scenes was the the fight scene between the president and Ada Wong. Oh, that was so legit. I mean, anything with Ada, I'm a fan of. I don't. Even, I don't like Ada. Really? Really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like a fan of, like to be honest, I'm really not a big fan of Leon and like his side plot stuff. I Leon's mean, like, Leon's one of my favorite Resident Evil characters. Yeah, just Chris. Even. Chris is definitely number one, but Leon's. You really like Chris that much? I love Chris. I like um, Jill's always my favorite, but I like I like Chris in kind of like an ironic way, where he's just like punching boulders and like being I think too it's, buff. I think it was super weird that they decided to make him an alcoholic in like, <laughs> in Resident Evil Six because he lost his boyfriend. He lost peers, or did, or did that happen at the end? No, that, that game had no. Fun. I'm sorry. No, the reason was he lost his boyfriend Wesker. Like after he killed Wesker, right. he went into depression. He's like, oh, he's like, what am I doing with life? It's like Batman when when he killed the Joker. In Arkham City, he's just like, oh, lost my man. <laughs> lost my man. He lost his butt, buddy. Catwoman, Catwoman thinks she has Bruce Wayne's heart. It's really you're, a joker. You're mistaken. It's really a joker. You know, um, a quick aside, um, the Resident Evil HD remaster on the PC has a mod where you can replace all the dialogue with the original 1997 Resident <laughs> Evil games. So it has it has all the modern graphics, but then that like Barry's like, no! <laughs> yes! And Chris is like, Wesker! Don't open that door! But it's like modern graphics, it's like the best. That should be the only way to play uh, that You game. see, even back then they reflected that they were like a couple. They knew, they fucking knew. It was like, people are gonna think it's Jill and, Jill and Chris. No, they wrong. Definitely not. Chris and Wesker OTP. But I also like in Resident <laughs> Evil 6 that... 
Was it six? Yeah, it was six. Where um, Leon and Chris meet up for the first time in like these games, and they already act like they they're like BFFs. Cause Claire. I know, but fuck that. They, Claire like connected them through like Facebook, and they like chat. <laughs> Dude, like that. It was like mutual friend Claire Redfield. Oh, you seem cool. <laughs> you you remember the movies? The the Resident Evil movie where the first one with Wesker in it. I think it was Afterlife, and Chris was in it too. It wasn't Afterlife. Wasn't Afterlife? No, it was Extinction. No, that the <laughs> movie doesn't exist. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? You're trying to confuse me. <laughs> no, Wesker was in Afterlife, and so was Chris. And then when, when when Chris comes in the room, Wesker turns around. He just like smiles. He's like, "Yeah, that's my man. That's my that's my boy." It's like Chris, I waited for you, man. It's my man. It's Chris. But the line that will always be embedded in my brain from Resident Evil Five is seven minutes. Seven minutes. Seven minutes is all I can spare to play with you. <laughs> Why? Why not longer? We talked about this. We after, went over this. He's got. He's busy. He got but busy. after all this time, I went through how many goddamn games to find you? I find you, and you can only you can only give me seven. Chris playing hard to get with Chris. That's that's how it goes. He's like he's Chris has been gone for so long, and he's just like I. I like you, but I, I'm only giving you seven minutes. <laughs> you better make them worthwhile, otherwise I'm walking out. And then you can you can tire him out in less than yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Chris has got the moves. <laughs> you could you can tire him out, and then you get the item that's called the Heart of Africa. Uh, but what you really have is Wesker's heart. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like the hands on the hips. <laughs> I didn't even get to talk about my game. Go, Go ahead. ahead. All right. <laughs> Take it easy now. All right. So, until dawn, we haven't we until haven't dawn. had a chance to talk about until dawn yet. But until dawn is definitely probably not only one of the better horror games I played, but definitely one of the best games of the year for me. And it's it's narrative based, and the plot is um, a group of friends vacation at this lodge every year. And one of the years, two two of the friends like got murdered, mysteriously are murdered, and the game picks up about a year later. They go back to the lodge to sort of like mourn their friends and get back together or whatever. And then, of course, tip number seven: don't go fucking back to the place <laughs> where people were getting murdered. You don't do that. They went back, and there's a murderer running around, and it's you. I think it's I think it, there's seven of them. I don't remember how many because people people be be dying that game, <laughs> but um, you play as a, as a group as a team, a group of like teen teenagers. They're like they're like adults. They're never like actually teenagers, but it's like it takes place in Canada, which is interesting. But the game takes place in Canada. That's one. Two, they're um, getting stalked. So it's 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 interesting in that you have to make decisions as you're playing and it's very story based and anyone can sort of die at any time and you can have any combination of survivors at the end you can have everybody survive if you play a certain way or you can have everyone dead by the end based on how you play and it's just it's really good in how it runs through a bunch of it, it's it runs through several different horror tropes you have your slasher movie elements and you have some like supernatural elements in the game and it's it's interesting how they play with these tropes. Like they they kind of know what you're expecting, and they try to like subvert your expectations. But at the same time, occasionally they do exactly what you expect, 
you know, is going to happen based on your decisions or whatever. Like, you know, don't split up. You split up, maybe you'll be fine, or maybe you won't be. So you don't, you don't know like what how the game is going to like play with you like that. But um, it's interesting. There's you can find clues as you're playing, and the characters will try to piece together what the mystery is going around at the lodge. And if you find certain clues, the characters will know more about the situation than if you didn't pick up the clues. And it'll come up in dialogue. They're like, oh, um, I was playing as one character. He picked up, like, a wanted poster. Then he heard a, a, a voicemail on the answering machine. And then later on, he was able to say, hey, I found these two clues, and I think it means this. And you got this different kind of dialogue sequence where they're kind of figuring out what's going on. Whereas if you didn't find those clues... <clears throat> That wouldn't have happened. Because, you know, sometimes, like, for example, Resident Evil, you'll pick up these documents and it'll explain to you what's going on. But the guy, they still kind of don't know what's going on. Like, if you play through Resident Evil 1, you pick up all the documents, you kind of get an idea of what's going on. But the characters will still not. They, like, won't acknowledge what you're finding. But they acknowledge in this game all your clues and they'll piece together the mystery. Or they won't if you decide to, you want to keep them all in the dark. You want them all to, like, die and shit. Like... It's really cool how, how how they set it up, and it's made by Super Massive Games, and it's really I, I thought I thought it was gonna it sounded interesting, but I didn't think it was gonna be as good as it was. And the way the best way I can explain to you is that it's like cabin the movie Cabin in the Woods, but it sort of played straight. I love that you movie. Know, just, yeah, yeah. So that that movie like really plays with all the different horror tropes, also, but it does it more in a comedic way. This does it the same way, but it does it more in a sense of like the scream That's movies. That's really cool. How they like they, yeah, they know the rules of the horror horror movies and shit, and they so they'll try to like play with it, but it's in a more serious way. Whereas Captain in the Woods is more humorous, so it's it's really dynamic too. Is you can have any combination of of these kids surviving or not surviving, and it'll change interactions. It'll change the way the story moves. And yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's kind of. I was talking to Stan on his second playthrough. Like he killed everyone. No one, no one survived. <laughs> yeah. I totally would do that though. Like, sorry, suckers. Yeah, it's the first time I played through it. I played. I I didn't have any like idea of what was going on. So I played it like the way I would like do things in these situations to see what would happen. And like almost everyone died except for like three people. <laughs> <laughs> so. I thought I was doing really good too. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. This is gonna be great. But then it's like, it's like, oh, he fucking died. Oh. And then you're also telling me that they, um, that they go through this like therapy session at the end of every chapter. Oh yeah. So in between the chapters of the game, um, because it the whole thing is, is like it's a timer ticking down towards dawn. So you'll start the game. It'll be like nine hours toward till dawn. And so the game plays out in like hour increments. So like eight, nine hours, eight hours, seven hours. And in between each hour, you have these, like, first-person sessions with a therapist. And the therapist will be asking you these questions. And it'll be like, oh, how do you feel about this picture? And I'll show you, like, a picture of, like, a farmhouse with a scarecrow. And you'll be like, eh, it's making me feel uneasy. And he's like, oh, why is that? And you'll be like, the scarecrow. And he's like, what is it about the scarecrow that makes you feel uneasy? And then he'll ask you all these questions. And then he sends you, he gives you, like, this booklet of things you have to flip through. And it's like... Do you, do you uh, like... Which one do you like least? Do you like rats or spiders least? And you have to pick pick it and you'll go through it and he'll be like... He'll be like, oh, so you really don't like rats. And then you'll be playing through a section of the game and then you'll see a bunch of rats occasionally. <laughs> or you'll see like, I don't like spiders. And the next time you're in his office, there'll be a fucking spider on his desk. 
And so it like it'll like it'll change slightly based on your answers as far as I can I can see. And he like responds to what you're saying and it's um the guy who plays the therapist is actually the devil in Constantine. Yes. It's oh, no way. Yeah, he's He's oh, I love that guy! Um, Wait, like the voice or like the mo- like mocap? No, it's 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 him. He, they mocap him. They like face scan him. He's he's the he's the therapist, and he'll ask you questions. Awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, and he's like, it's just it's interesting because it's like, oh god, the devil is like giving me therapy right now. He's like, like so what does that say about me? you don't like, yeah, he's like you don't like spiders. And you don't like rats, and I'm like, so is he gonna is he gonna send like a rat spider after me? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then as as the game goes on, his his room starts looking like fucked up. Like it'll be a regular room, but then the next scene it'll suddenly be nighttime, and it'll have like some demonic like painting behind him. And there was like another scene where I was back in his room, and the windows were boarded up. And then, like, he sat down, and there was, like, antler horns on the wall behind him. But when he sat down, it looked like the horns were coming out of his head. And he's like, ah, jeez. I don't like this. But I'll answer the questions, because it's interesting. Rule number eight. Never see a therapist. <laughs> don't trust him. Don't I don't know about him. that, but... Never see okay, that therapist. Don't, don't, tell, don't tell your therapist that you're afraid of spiders, because the douchebag yeah. might put a spider on All his right, desk. Alright, listen, if your therapist is a devil, maybe not see him. <laughs> yes. That's, That's the tip. tip. Yeah, you walk in, so, smell some brimstone, walk out. Walk out, man. Yeah, no mm, therapy yeah. today. Board windows. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. It's like Frankenstein going to therapy. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, he he opens the door and he's like next, and it's like the creature's like, ooh, closes the door. Uh, no, 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 it has to be Doctor Frankenstein who does it. Oh, Doctor Frankenstein's a therapist. No, 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 he's he's going to the therapist to talk about his tough time with the monster, and then wait, is the monster the therapist? No, the monster is not the therapist. The devil is. But when he opens the door, he sees the devil. Ooh, no. I thought I was right. Um, no, see, it'd be funny if, if the creature was a therapist. And he's like, I went to medical school for this. I got my PhD just for this, Vic. Ooh. You're still ugly. Uh, that diploma doesn't Ooh. mean Dr. anything. Creature, you are ugly. Yeah, now that he got a PhD, he can, he's Dr. Creature. He's Dr. Creature. Dr. Creature. Ooh. Still doesn't have a name, even as a doctor. That's depressing. I think he needs therapy. <laughs> but yeah, until dawn's really good. You should definitely try it. Definitely one of the better games this year, honestly, and one of the top horror games I played. It's 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 similar to Heavy Rain, but I feel like in some respects it it does the um, the dynamic changes the narrative a little bit better. Well, that's awesome. Yep. Excellent. Well, so you want to move on to horror movies and TV? And Let's do yes. it. There you go. Who wants to start? I'll start. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have been a horror movie like freak since I was like a very, very small human. So for me, I guess my introduction to horror movies was Child's Play 3 when that was right. still on cable on, like, TNT. <laughs> and my parents did not do a very good job of, like, monitoring what I was watching on TV. They're like, oh, no, that's a scary movie. Don't watch it. I went, okay. They leave the room. What is this? So that was <laughs> definitely me. I watched uh, too many horror movies at a very young age. So I have a very demented mind in that sense, but 
Child's Play. Chucky is one of like my one of not the one of like my favorite slasher movies ever. Not Seed of Chucky. That was just a total joke, which they did on purpose. Wait, was Seed of Chucky before or after Bride of Chucky? After that, I think it was after. Seed of Chucky was it's after Child's Play. Yeah. Child's Play two. Child's Play three. Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, and then Curse of Chucky. Okay. And Curse of Chucky did a really good job. Curse of Chucky was, like, straight to DVD. It did, and I was really, like, nervous about watching it because I was like, oh, straight to DVD. Mm -hmm." But they did a really good job of, like, tying everything from the beginning all the way to the end together. And I was like, yes, okay, this is perfect. Interesting. Hmm. It was a perfect, like, little, you know. But I think the scariest movie I've seen to date that actually made me like scream out loud in theaters was The Conjuring, done by James Wan. Yes. That I I've never screamed like that. The person that was sitting next to me, like, I definitely had one of those moments where I had like appendages like flailing and probably smacked <laughs> this guy in the face. And he could not stop laughing at me. I was like, this is this is what I need in a horror movie right now. See, I felt I felt safe in The Conjuring because uh, Night Owl, Night Owl, was Patrick in it. Wilson, the guy that oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. Night Owl, Night Owl. No, that's his name. It's fine. And uh, he was in it, so I was like, "Oh, yeah. I'm safe." This, this, <laughs> this is kind of like okay. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> this, this ain't gonna be creepy. We ain't gonna go into like some dimensional creepy shit. No. Did you? See, well, no. hold on. No. Then if you're ta- if we're talking Patrick Wilson, did you see Insidious? Oh, Insidious is so good. Yes. I just saw Insidious Chapter 2 very recently. I still haven't seen Chapter 3. I've never seen the second one, and I still haven't seen the third one. The second one? one? Wait, there's three of Yes. Those? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I also haven't seen Annabelle yet. I still haven't seen Annabelle. I don't know if I want to. I've seen, like, the actual doll, Well, and it looks nothing like that. The actual Annabelle doll is an old Raggedy Ann doll. It's like a vintage Do Raggedy you know, Ann doll. Yeah, they, they couldn't use it because, um... For obvious reasons, Raggedy Ann dolls wouldn't sell after that movie. So, what kid would want to buy a fucking Raggedy Ann doll knowing I'm that sorry, do they just made a movie about Raggedy a possessed one? Now? Are they Maybe. still a thing? I, <laughs> like, I feel like, uh, if anything, it'll help. But it would still... I feel like, I want a haunted <laughs> Raggedy Ann doll, too. I mean, I don't know. A part of me, I don't, I don't believe in supernatural. So, like... I see the Raggedy Ann doll in that display case, and I kind of just want to break it and take it home. <laughs> That's just me. You don't believe in the supernatural? I don't believe in the supernatural at Wait, all. Wait, uh, wow. Andy, like, why? Why don't you believe? I just... You just don't? I just don't. <laughs> no, I just no, don't. no evidence? Or you don't, you there's, there's no imagination, that apparently? Been, there's nothing that I've ever went through that proven the supernatural to me. And now that I say that, tonight something creepy as shit's gonna happen. Exactly. Just say really loud, right now, fuck ghosts. Fuck ghosts. Right, yeah, and go. that entire shelf behind you is going to fall down at some point, and y'all are going to hit your pants. Not me. He said it. <laughs> he said it. He said they it. don't? I, I mean... He said it. I don't believe it. I'm waiting so, for something to fall yeah, behind like said, you guys. I'm waiting for it. Watch. <laughs> Someone's going to come up on the audio when we... This <laughs> <laughs> is going to be like, right after I said fuck ghosts, it's going to be like, oh yeah, dude? <laughs> Maybe like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You won't be like, is he talking shit about, oh, it's the fuck? Where do you think it is? 
This guy, this fucking guy. <laughs> You used to wear glasses. Fucking sit right here. You used to make a shit about me. The door just like swings open and we hear on the other, I heard you talking shit. You, you talking shit, man? I have feelings too. <laughs> That's not nice. If I said fuck you, <laughs> fuck people. Next thing you know, Andy and the ghost are in therapy together with Dr. Creature. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Creature. Dr. Creature. Uh, so, Dr. Creature, I, I don't believe in ghosts and... I mean, here he is, and I still, you know? And Dr. Creature's just gonna be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and how does that make you feel, ghost? Like, you it know it me? makes me feel like I'm not even there. <laughs> <laughs> I get it? Because he's a ghost? I feel like this is also, like, perfect scenario, like, grade-A scenario for horror movie. We're all sitting here talking about this shit, and then all of a sudden, something cuts out, and we hear Stan screaming, I can't find Andy! <laughs> Was, wasn't that the plot the, the fourth show oh, oh no the ghosts have taken him to Canada no not Canada <laughs> the ghosts have taken Yo, him to Canada well, shit. oh no yep. <laughs> he's gone oh! <laughs> I wish we had I wish we had a video I wish there was a video component to this podcast uh, once we get once we get a respectable video Recording equipment. I think we could do that. Yeah. Or, or maybe all once we live, oh, we all live in New York City together. That'd be great too. I can't wait for that. <laughs> It'll happen. That will be. That will be the day. Ugh. We'll get there, guys. All right. Who's next? So I'll, I'll I'll share something because she she brought it up already. So one of my least favorite slasher movies as a child was Child's Play. Why? Why? Because the fucking kid he tormented's name was Andy. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Okay, Leaves sorry. me to believe this fuck's okay. coming after me. Okay, so now... Wait, that that tortured me... me on a psychological level. Do you want me to spoil the end of Curse of Chucky for you then? Oh, fuck okay, yeah. Okay, so sorry, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen Curse of Chucky yet. So... Which is like a year and a half old already. It's, it's so a little fucking older than it. that, I think. It's like two or three. <clears throat> but, okay, so Curse of Chucky, what happens is Chucky gets away with his usual, like, shit. And the girl in the wheelchair gets, like, sent to prison and the doll gets released or whatever. And it starts going back in time and, like, tying in Bride of Chucky and seat of checking like all of this stuff and you see jennifer tilly going to the post office mailing a package and you go and it flashes to this really teeny tiny apartment which we by the photo that's sitting on like the kitchen counter or something like that it's andy's house but it's like grown-up andy and you're sitting there like oh shit oh shit oh shit because you like you think you know what's gonna happen and he sees the box, he opens the box, and little Andy, all grown up, was definitely prepared because Chucky gets a shotgun to the face. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, Andy, after years of psychological torment, kills Chucky, dead in the face. Perfect. I mean, I, I feel like if I got a fucking package from Jennifer Tilly... I'd be like, hold on, before I open this, let me go buy a shotgun and No, he didn't even have to do that. He was like all ready for it because he goes back and the package is open and you're just like, oh no. And he was like, surprise, motherfucker. Shotgun to the face. Brilliant. 
Well, there you go. It's much better watching it than having you describe it. So I feel like your psychological damage is an entire. Oh, now I'm now I'm definitely gonna now I'm definitely gonna watch the movie (laughs) because I was like, well, first because of because of Bride of Chucky, like Bride of Chucky wasn't that good, but then Seed of Chucky came out, and I was like, I'm fucking done with these movies. (laughs) And then when I saw Curse of Chucky, I was like, not wasting my time. But now I might have to waste my time. It was it was kind of messed up because you wonder like. Because when you see it, Chucky isn't Chucky at the start. Like, he doesn't have, like, the stapled forehead or, like, the scars. And you're like... He's in, like, a different... He's in a different doll or no, something? No, it's, a, it's, or, a, like, it's re- a Chucky doll. It's the same toy. But you just... You look at it and you're like, what the shit is this? And you watch as the, as the movie progresses, you can see Chucky, like, the doll, like, coming to life. Like, his eyes become more realistic and, like, sunken into his, like, little plastic head. And it's, like, it's this over, it's over time you get to watch him become, like, Charles Ray again inside of the doll. And it was the creepiest thing ever. And eventually there's this one scene where the mother, like, looks at the doll and, like, peels back part of his face and like you can see the scars and then that's when you know like shit's gonna go down plus there's a girl in a wheelchair in there and you're just like the shit she's gonna die first no no she actually lives thank you spoiler alert but goes to prison thank you chucky (laughs) it was a how do you frame how do you frame a girl in a wheelchair that's so fucked up get her sent to prison damn yeah they made her go nuts It works. It was actually... I have to applaud him for that, for his psychoticness. It was a perfect plan. Not like the vampires. Yes, let's blow up the moon. The vampires need to take some lessons from Chucky. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure that you described the plot to Underworld Tip number 10. Tip (laughs) number 10. (laughs) Take your advice from Chucky. So, Andy, what what horror movie do you actually like instead of Child's Play? It just goes on to zombie just, shit. All right, fine. Just like so, all zombie like shit. Zombieland Everything. or uh, George Romero. Everything or... zombie. Everything zombie. One of my favorite is probably 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks yes. Later. Yes. And I read somewhere, and I'm not entirely sure on how true it is, but there might be a 28 months I've later. I've heard this rumor too, but it's been a while. I thought that... They, like, tease a sequel at the end of the 28 weeks. Well, yeah, because yeah, you well, see them read... going towards Paris, and it's just, like, the entirety yeah. of... Yeah, I've read, um... I read an article recently about, um, how they're finally going through with it, so I don't... I don't know if that's real or not, but... I don't think that would be pushing cool. it too much, though, because I feel like... I, when I heard that they were making 28 weeks, I was just like, oh really like you have to ruin it but i feel like it was just different enough that it didn't annoy me to shit for me to watch it 28 days later was so good and then 28 Cillian weeks, murphy he is i him in 28 days later and freaking red eye i mean that man knows how to do crazy and psychotic i mean putting scarecrow aside he was great with that too but watching him in red eye i have never been more unnerved by a human being he was really he creepy. is a he he does he does horror creepy roles really. I mean, do you wanna do you wanna be more scared from a human being? Look up that picture of Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> that shit horrified me. I will send it to you guys. Melting potato. <laughs> He's not a potato. Listen, Christopher Walken, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, but if you are. 
when we were playing Rocket League this weekend, Stan, Chris, and I, we were doing Christopher Walking impressions. <laughs> Very specifically, I, I <laughs> pulled up a list of quotes that Dominic Toretto says in the Fast and Furious movies, and I was reading those as Christopher Walken. I'm not going to do that here because it's, it's bad. But, <laughs> yeah. That is brilliant. Cool. So, uh, anything else, then, Andy? Yeah, uh, and Jeepers Creepers. I hate yes. that movie. I, I'm gonna get okay. I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this. I'm sure, but Candyman, not a scary movie. Sorry, Jeepers Creepers. Candyman was cool it though. Was, <laughs> I didn't even think Jeepers Creepers was scary. I thought it was just a fucking amazing concept, and it was something I've never seen before. I thought it was so bad. But uh, then Jeepers Creepers two came out, and that movie was yeah. terrible. But but the first one, the first one was good. And uh, Justin Long yeah. was in it. Yeah, gets his eyeballs removed. Oh well. That's a creepy fucking scene. That, I will, I will give it that. That was a creepy. That was a really creepy scene. But overall, like that movie, Jeepers Creepers and Candyman, I was so not impressed. I was just like, mm, no. And um, the original Candyman. Night of the Living Dead, Romero's movie. Mm-hmm. Nope. I watched it, and I was like, this is the zombie movie that everyone says is, like, the best thing ever. I was like, the shit are these people on? Well, I mean, it's really old. Yes, and I was ready to be like, this was revolutionary for the time, and that's what you have to remember. And I watched it, and I was like, this is a piece of shit. Even for <laughs> the time, it was when... a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like back before zombies were perfected. What perfected? It's a dead human. I've seen... They're perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of zombies, so... I am too, you know, but I'm, that I'm movie gonna was have just to so unimpressive. It. I was just like, no, can't do it. Can't do it. Dawn of the Dead was... That was good, but that was more gory than, than scary, I feel like. There are... I just feel like there were much better zombie movies than than the original. I was just like, this cannot be what all of this has stemmed from. But it is. And that is sad. I'm going to get shit well, on so I know much it's the greats, but then you just push the medium. Push the medium to new envelopes or frontiers. Oh, know, absolutely. So. But... Speaking of which, like, some recent zombie movies I've seen, um, uh, did you see Cooties? I didn't. I'm. I'm still on the no, fence I about heard seeing of it. Cooties. Cooties was amazing. It has Elijah Wood, and we talked about this in the podcast before. Um, and what's his face from The Office? Dwight. What's his name? <laughs> Rain. Wilson. Yes, you. Rain Wilson. Sorry, I can't take him. <laughs> I can't take him serious after Dwight. <laughs> uh, the only scene that's like embedded in my brain anytime I see him is where he lights up a cigarette and says, "Today smoking is gonna save lives," <laughs> <laughs> and then he. Starts a fire in the office. The fuck? That, that, that whole bit, when he started the fire in the office, I was like, oh, that's it. I can't see him in anything else. It's just... that's. I'm really on the fence about seeing Cooties. I've heard good that, things about it. That and when Jim, when Jim convinced him that he smoked weed and forgot yes. about it. Yes! Funny enough, Rain Wilson also has a cigarette, mo- uh, cigarette moment in, in Cooties. He's like... He, he, he flicks his cigarette to light... This place on fire, and he's like, "Playtime's over, motherfuckers!" And he throws a cigarette, and everything goes to flames. It's, it's epic. Oh but, god! Um, I highly suggest, uh, or highly recommend, you see Cooties. It's, it's so good. And uh, coming out in five days, uh, Scouts, sc- oh, the Scouts Guide to the Apocalypse is coming out in theaters. 
So I'm not. Tr- I haven't seen any trailers yet. Uh, but it sounds like a, a group of like co-ed boy and girl scouts just teaming up and killing zombies. It's kind of like it's kind of like a Shaun of the Dead type thing. Mm-hmm. I love Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. That's yeah. oh, so do I. That's like one top of my, of my list movies. for like horror comedy movies. Um, for thriller comedies, definitely gonna it's be Hot Fuzz in my top ten just in general of movies. I really like Shaun of the Dead. I mean, if Stan ever turned to to a zombie, I'm definitely gonna chain him in <laughs> in a couch and play PlayStation and, uh, in the backyard. Play video games in the shed. with me. How sweet! Stan's living the zombie apocalypse, even as a zombie. <laughs> if we want to talk nice. horror comedies, I, I I have to tell you, the first time I saw this movie, I hated it, and then the second time I saw it, I appreciated it for the true gem that it was. It was Cabin in the Woods. It yes, was the perfect combination of horror and comedy without it being a parody. It was a true, like, product of both of those genres. It was done so well. And you knew the entire time that like a billion of those face was going to get killed by a mermaid. <laughs> like, when he was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, that's it. Done. <laughs> I just like, I like how that movie managed to explain a reason, like... A plausible reason why every single horror movie ever made can exist in the same universe. Like, it just it makes it plausible. Oh, it was like. perfect. It was absolutely perfect. I do think that one of my favorite deaths when, like, everything gets unleashed was the unicorn. They were like, oh, unicorn yeah. impaled on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just going to ask you what your favorite horror movie was. but um, Okay, well, all-time favorite horror movie, like I said before, is John Carpenter's The Thing with Kurt Russell and it's just for its time it pushed the envelope on practical special effects like I haven't you guys seen yeah. the thing like the best scenes like you have like the infected creepy dog monster or the scene where one of the characters Norris his chest opens up and then this giant clawed thing comes out of his stomach and is drooling and they burn him alive and the head pops off and it grows spider legs and walks away it's just filled with these crazy amazing special effects and the story is really tight uh it it involves a creature that's not only freaking scary to look at but it's highly intelligent it's a the thing is a parasitic alien organism that's able to perfectly shapeshift and mimic other organisms so Everyone's trapped in this uh, outpost in in Antarctica, and the thing manages to enter the facility. He was disguised as like a snow dog, like a husky. Over the course of a, of a day or two, everyone figures out like, oh shit, there's this creature who's able to make mimic anyone. So it create so much attention in the movies is built around this paranoia. The characters don't know who's the thing or who's not the thing as well as the audience the audience is always taken on this mind trip because the, the movie screws your mind and like it, you can go in any which way like this person could be the thing or it could not be and, it, and the movie provides supporting co- contrasting evidence so you can after the movie's done you could talk for hours worth on what on, on like who was the thing who's not the thing and in the movie like it treats it really serious and it really smartly because like so many horror movies people do so many stupid things to get some get themselves killed oh i know but the thing like when you look at it from step by step all the actions like the characters take to prevent to defend themselves and to hunt down the thing they they're actually very smart and 
uh, strategic about it. Like they destroy like all modes of transportation so the thing can't escape Antarctica and, and kill the rest of the world. And they they travel in teams. You know, make sure that no one no one ever leaves uh, each other's side. They 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 uh, work in shifts. And one of the most iconic scenes, um, Kurt Russell, he devises a blood test to figure out how to identify the creature. So it's just a perfect movie. Um, It's a it's a perfect self-contained movie. They did create a sequel in 2011, which did some interesting things. Uh, It was a prequel sequel. Um, It told the events of the destruction of a Norwegian camp that occurred before the events of the 1982 movie. So they, they did some interesting things, but in terms of effects, like they relied too much in C- on CGI. So a lot of the creatures look too fake. Like The 1982 effects look more real than the 2011 one, which made me really sad. I um, find that that's a problem that you're coming across, though, with a lot of horror movies right now, though. Like, they rely so much on the CGI that it sort of takes away from, especially if it's a remake, that it sort of takes away from what you sort of fell in love with when you watched the original. Exactly, yeah. I don't know, but then you but then you have like shows like Walking Dead with Greg Nicotero who who you know, they they they're keeping alive like horror effects and stuff. Anyway, go see the thing. I'm going to see it this coming week. They're they're playing it at a theater on the 29th, so or on the 28th, so I'm really excited about it. And yeah, that's my favorite movie. Um and then the horror movie I'm really excited for that's coming out next month is Krampus. Yes! Um, it has been. It has been from uh, Parks and Recreation. And if you don't know, for uh, Krampus, he's a very old mythological folk creature. He's basically like the, the antithesis of of Saint Nick. So if you're a naughty, chill, naughty child, he, the Krampus will come and pick, steal you away, put you in his bag, and, like, haul you off. And so yeah, you trailers die. have been... Krampus yes, and you die. Krampus comes and kills you. So uh, Krampus is coming to theaters next month, and it's going to be... It, it looks like a horror comedy, but the effects look really cool. You, you haven't seen the full Krampus monster in full yet, but I'm, I'm really excited. And, like, the end of the trailer is so great. There's, like, this jack-in-a-box that pops out, and he has, like, mandibles, and, he, and it's... Oh, it's so good. It's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. That's yeah. this year's Christmas movie. Yes, Krampus. Krampus all the way. Yeah. What about you, Stan? Oh, first of all, I want to give out um, a little shout out slash honorable mention to two movies that fucked me up as a kid real Ooh. bad. And that's that's the Mothman prophecies Ooh. and When Darkness Falls. Oh, yo, fuck those. My movies. God. I could not go to the bathroom <laughs> for like a month. At night, after seeing When Darkness Falls. Because that fucking monster would attack you if you were in the night. If you were in dark. If, you, if, if it was dark, you were dead. You had to stay in the light. So I remember like having to crack, to, like, crack the door open and walk across the, the fucking light on the ground to go to the bathroom. Because that fucking movie That was the one about the tooth so fairy, right? Was I Darkness so. Falls? I don't remember much about the movie except... I, I don't know. Like, all I remember is that, like, fucking don't go... Tip number 11, don't be in the dark. <laughs> Just don't I do it. I think you're... Con- Wait a minute. A bad I think idea. you're mixing two movies, though. Yeah, because Darkness Falls was definitely the one about the Tooth Fairy. But I think the one where it was, like, always stay in the light, I could have sworn that was the movie The Boogeyman. Hold on. Unless I've Let's gone see. and lost my mind, which is entirely possible. 
Oh no, you're right. You refuse. Right, you're right. Refuses to sleep in the dark. That was the whole. Yep, you were right, Stan. Yeah. See, like that shit fucked me up. That fucked me I up. I saw that. And movie. Mothman. I don't. I can't even. Mothman is. I can't even. That begin. whole that whole thing is just odd and and creepy and. I don't know. See, that's the kind of shit I can't even that begin. I don't necessarily know if I'd believe in. Because people say that things like the Jersey Devil and the Mothman are like rooted in reality like there's a they're like urban myths but people are like well i've seen mothman and mothman was like a sighting before some bridge collapsed or something like that so that creep that I don't know. that's probably that's probably why because when i was a kid i probably believed that <laughs> shit. I, mean, I, I haven't seen it today i have i have not seen that movie again since i was a kid either of those movies i like refuse to see them because they like mess me up so bad i don't know if i should i don't know man that's just I don't go go see shit. it with a friend. You anyway. should see it yeah, with a friend. With you see it with a friend. <laughs> we should we should like all just watch it. So like I'm down like, for watching Darkness Falls again. The first and last time I saw it, okay. I was in I've never seen it still. And I was in my giant room with no one else around except the pet gerbil that I had, which I wasn't allowed to have. And Darkness had fallen. Yeah, and I watched it at night. And I made the mistake of having things in my hand while I was watching the movie. So during one of the moments that I got scared, I flung what was ever in my hands out and I fell off my chair. Not an exaggeration. Uh-huh. But that movie, that movie actually scared the shit out of me. I don't know how I slept that night. Yeah. But I can understand why that would yeah, screw man. you up as a kid. That shit fucked me up. Anyway, so the two movies that I really like that are horror movies are... Um, I think my favorite one is Evil Dead 2. Um, that movie is like probably one of my favorite movies in general. Not just a horror movie. It's just... I don't know, man. Did you did we see that movie together? Yeah. Yeah, they, <clears throat> fucking Bruce Campbell, man. He, got, he had a bad day. <laughs> that boy had a real bad time. Then after that, he kept sending me randomly throughout random days of the week... He would send me one picture of Bruce Campbell laughing. Yeah, when he like loses his shit in the house <laughs> and he just starts laughing with with everything that's like cuz like all the items in the house start like laughing at him and then he loses his shit and he starts laughing too. That's my that's like one of my favorite parts of the movie. And I love like there's like a lot of visual like comedy that happens in that movie. He like when he loses his hand he like puts it under a bucket and like puts a farewell to arms on top of the bucket. <laughs> it's just like it's like silly shit like that. It's like it's like horror, but it's also really funny. And it's like you know he replaces his his arm with like a fucking chainsaw. He's like groovy. It just it's campy and it's like stupid, but it's like awesome. And I I love that fucking movie. And um, my second pick is you probably know. Alien. 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 That fucking movie, man. I was never really a big big into like sci-fi horror, but Alien's really good. It's especially the I, I actually I've never seen Aliens. I've never seen the sequel. Really? You and should. I, yeah, I've never seen Aliens or 3 or Don't. 4. I've only ever seen Only the seen the first two. And yeah, I, that's what I heard. Um but I never I didn't even see Alien until this year, actually, because I was playing Alien Isolation, which I sh- probably should have mentioned during the video game segment, but that game is really fucking scary, because the alien is really smart, and you can't kill the alien, and all you can do when the alien shows up is hide, and, like, get the fuck out and of it. And maybe use a flamethrower, but 
you run yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> later on you get the flamethrower and it's kind of like not a big deal, but definitely in the the first like two thirds of the game, it's really tense and yeah, it's scary. So seeing that, I prior to that game, I've never really consumed any aliens media. It never really interests me because, like I said, sci-fi horror. Aside from Dead Space, never really grabbed my attention. But that game really made me want to go back and watch the movie. And I saw Alien One. It's it's really good. It's 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 kind of a slower paced movie than the other ones I hear. And there's only one alien, and it's these people trapped on the spaceship. And the alien picks them off one by one, and it's just—it's really good. It's—it has a really good atmosphere. It's really fucking cool. And Sigourney Weaver kicks a lot of ass. And you can't beat H.R. Geiger's alien, a design of the alien. Like it's just so yeah, iconic. And just, rest in got, rest in peace, Geiger. That reaction in the chest burst burst scene was le- was like a legit reaction. They had no idea what was going to happen. So when they filmed that, that oh, was really? all a genuine reaction when it happened, which I find really awesome. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, and it's just like, they really, even towards the end of the movie, it's just, a, you, it does the same thing that the game does, where it's like, you really can't do anything about this alien. You can't, like, stop it. And I think that's really interesting, that there's, like, this this enemy that's, like, so advanced and, like unknowable that you just can't like predict what it's gonna do and you can't really stop it you can only like shoot it out of the fucking spaceship that's all you can do really then later of course they get all these like crazy weapons that can kill the aliens and shit but you know that first movie was like the shit because you couldn't do anything about it alien was really interesting was an interesting phenomenon within the sci-fi world because it um it 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 was probably one of the first times at least i've seen it where it predicted the future as like this like this really run down, dirty, grimy place. Like a, a, most sci fi, like the future's really clean, but you're on this spaceship where it's, like, it's broke down, it's derelict, everyone's like grumpy, and and then. It, like Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Is that like a subgenre of sci fi? Just like grumpy sci fi? Grumpy sci fi? Can we invent uh, that? You know, Firefly would fit into that. Sort of. I mean, it's more like a space sci-fi. western, space opera, but um, <laughs> like low tech sci fi, I guess. Sci- Star Wars, definitely grumpy sci-fi. Would, uh, would Predator fall under that? Predator um, probably would. Well, Predator- Arnold, Arnold, Arnold can be pretty grumpy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Speaking of grumpy. Arnold, wait a minute, that's- Andy, you like zombie movies. Have you seen or heard anything about the movie Maggie? No. Oh, I've seen that movie. That's a pretty good movie, yeah. actually. Yeah, it's Arnold um, doing, like, yeah. serious, like, like as, like, a serious role. He's a dad, which, you know, I find kind of amusing anyway. But it's like a like a legit approach to a zombie movie. He's trying to save his kid. I've heard such good things about it. Have you, have I have you to not, check it out. Have you no, not seen I haven't it, seen it yet. So the the, pre- the the premise of the movie is that Arnold's daughter is like bit by a zombie, and so you kind of know what the end result of the movie is going to be, and it's just kind of seeing them trying to like prevent it. Yeah. Not really prevent it, because you can't really prevent it. But, like, trying to, like, live with the idea. And it's it's really... it's I've never seen a zombie movie pull pull off something like that, where it's just, like... There are, like, zombies in the movie, but it's more, like... I feel like you would like it. It's really, it's like, like, watching her descent into becoming a zombie. And, like, yeah, and Arnold's doing everything to protect her from, like, the police yeah. and the town. Exactly. It sounds cool. It's, it's pretty cool. I think it's on Netflix. Is it? It might oh. be. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it is. I don't. I don't think I don't it's, think on, it's Netflix on Netflix yet. 
which is a, which oh, is really? a travesty. What is Maggie. it called? Maggie. You should definitely I'm, check it out. I'm going to try to find it. It's pretty good. Recommend it. Yeah, that's Alien and Evil Dead 2, my movies. So this, uh, I guess, do you want to wrap it up with the death battle? Or... Yes. Sure. Let's do the death battle. So <clears throat> the rules of the death battle, Halloween edition. Each of us are going to pick a Halloween horror icon. Sorry. And none of us know what the other person's picking. And then we have to uh, argue who'd win in a battle royale. And I can already guess who Ryan's picking and who Stan's picking. Oh, yeah? Picking. <laughs> like any horror character or does it, does it have to be like horror movies and, or just anything? I guess anything. I guess anything. As long as it's a horror, like well-known horror icon character. Okay. So who wants to kick it off? All right. Well, I think you guys know mine, so I'll just go first. Yeah. Alien. Of course. Alien. Knew it. I'll go next. I gotta go with my boy Freddy Krueger. Okay. All right. All right. So me, I'm gonna go with my my home slice Pennywise the Clown. Oh. <laughs> oh. Nice pull. Okay. 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 Uh. God. Darn it. He's gonna your... go with some vampires who can't who can't go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anti-Canada you know, vampires. I'm going to go with Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. Mm. Okay. Interesting choice. That was choice. an interesting choice. No one's going to go with the creature, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really see him no. I, No, oh. he's just sad. <laughs> I mean, no, this is, this is what happens when the creature finds out about our death battle. He's going to come in, like, and we're going to have Dr. Frankenstein waiting there, just like, ooh, he's like, Victor you're is too like, ugly. He's handling registration for the for the death battle, and <laughs> the creature like opens the door, and he's like, hey guys, I saw... And then Frankenstein's just like, <laughs> ooh, creature. Creech, Creech, <laughs> man. <sighs> Dr. Creech, can I call you that? You have your PhD. Dr. Dr. Creech, uh, but... The- Creature's like, have you seen Alien? He's so fucking... He's like, listen. Yeah, but he's not trying to be a person, you know? But he's also... He knows he's an alien. Yeah. You're trying to be something you're not, Creech. Harsh words from Judge Doom. Jesus, Stan. (laughs) No, no, no. That's me speaking through... um, That's Vic. Vic. That's Vic. Yeah. All right, so we we have Alien. We've got... Pennywise. We have Freddy Krueger. And Hannibal Lecter. Now, here's the thing. Are they just dropped into, like, an empty arena, or do they have tools? I mean, every horror villain needs their tools. All right, well, the Xenomorph Xenomorph has natural weapons. You got your tail, you got your acid blood, you got your second mouth. It's got the extra mouth. That's Kirsty! It's Kirsty, but... That's like Kirstie's favorite because of the tongue. She thinks that's like super cute. She would though. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because she thinks the Joker is like the scariest fucking person on the planet. But then she sees the alien. And he's like, oh man, he's so cute. Look at his tongue. Just like, Bleh. I just want to face hug it all the time. <laughs> I'm so shocked um, by that. So shocked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so weapons. I mean, uh, Freddy Krueger has the finger claws thing. Yeah, but also Freddy right, has so, psychological So here's the gimmick. Here's the gimmick. You only up, get man. one you only get one weapon. Okay, well, you one only weapon. Get one weapon. One weapon. So it's like one non-natural weapon like cuz uh stands he has a, a tail with, with a blade on it and he has 
like yeah, the second mouse. Yeah, he doesn't so. use any weapons. He is a weapon. He is a well, weapon. Well, technically, <laughs> so is Freddy, though. I mean, uh, well, technically, so is Pennywise. <laughs> Hannibal's the only one who's got a handicap because he's an actual person. Yeah. Hannibal has his mouth. You know, he, I have a I I can I can I'll, <laughs> I'll eat you and I'll, he has his mouth. He's gonna he's gonna eat Pennywise. He's not afraid to eat aliens. <laughs> he can't eat aliens. He because fucking of the acid blood. No, though. he already fucking ate I'll, human. Fuck I'll you. make sweetbreads out of you all. It'll be, it'll be great. Hannibal will just go like mouth first, right for anyone. Like Hannibal doesn't need any. You know he's yeah. Yeah. Hannibal is gonna go straight for your cheeks. Freddy Freddy got no cheeks, but he going for them. But here's the thing: is like I think we all are realizing this in this situation Hannibal's Batman he's gonna have to have a plan for all the other characters he's not Batman I mean Hannibal Hannibal is much like Bruce Wayne I have to say because after after he gets caught like they go to him to solve murders yeah Yeah. so I mean I think Hannibal wins I think so I'm just gonna say that straight up here's my argument because Hannibal I I disagree I disagree okay well let let me say my case I mean I think I think what Hannibal is gonna do so this is this is me (laughs) Hannibal's smart enough to be like alright I can't fucking kill this alien guy (laughs) but right off the bat but if I let Pennywise and Freddy double team this dude and just hide off in that corner over there See, maybe see, I got a chance. This is the thing with Hannibal. So, see, he will he will use his amazing psychiatric and psychological sociological talents to recruit people to his side or to like set people against each other. Because like um, in the movie Red Dragon, like uh, right from his cell, he manages to convince Red um, Ralph Fiennes to go after uh, Edward Norton's character just by like talking to him. Or not even talking, like sending cryptic messages through the newspaper. So I think Han- Lecter is gonna use some psychological trick to convince people to like fight each other. He's gonna stand on the sidelines and wait for their opportune moment to like slash someone's throat open and start cooking and filleting them and you know setting a nice table candlelit dinner. Nope. All right, Ryan. Why? Why do you think? Okay. No? See, this is where you're in trouble, because I've done far too much research on Hannibal Lecter and shit like him. You're going down. So, here's... You're going down. (laughs) Sorry, you're you're going down. So, here's the thing. Is as as badass as Hannibal is with his wonderful psychological manipulation, he does have a weakness. And by the end of the series, he has two. And Freddy, being the king of nightmares, can definitely backpedal all of that wonderful psychological manipulation, break down all of Hannibal's walls, and find all of that and use it against him. His two weaknesses being Misha, his little sister, who he unintentionally ate, and that severely fucked him up. So all he has to do is bring that back up, and Hannibal would be crying in a corner. That and Clarice Hannibal. Starling. Hannibal you doesn't have, care. You Hannibal. have him Hannibal. in a corner. <laughs> Freddie would have that bitch in a corner so fast. So fast. Sorry. Sorry about it. So, like, I've actually never seen it. So, can you explain, like, Pennywise to me? Just don't talk Pennywise about the just spider like part. Men- Everything before that is great. Just, I mean, the one clip of like Pennywise hanging in the fucking the sewers. Yeah, but they like, what so what's his like powers though? What is he like? I, he's this. He's just like he's a supernatural whatever. entity that takes on the form. He's not a supernatural entity. The person, he's a uh, the thing that. Yeah, he he changes form based on the the fears of a particular person. So, for 
for one character, he turns into Pennywise the Clown. For another, he turns into a giant spider. Well, I can't remember some of the other forms, but he... he and it's like... He, he's like a bogger from Harry throughout Potter. Throughout the movie... Yeah. Yeah, throughout the movie, he like follows and torments these kids, and then... They, when they finally thought that, like, it was over and they're adults, he comes back. So, but is he, like, a ghost? Is he, like... Well, the thing is, in actuality, and this is this is where I found it so underwhelming, especially when I was reading, I've never thrown a book across the room faster than I threw this book across the room. Because I was, there were genuine moments of, like, fear <laughs> while I was reading it. And then you get to the end when they're all adults and they have all come together to fight this thing. And they end up facing this giant fucking spider that's not just like like mega spider and you can like cut like hack its legs down to size and like kill the thing. It dies and then gives birth to like a bunch of babies and they have to like kill the babies and it's just it was such a fucking letdown. Pennywise is iconic because he is the most terrifying thing because he was something that was so kid friendly he's a fucking clown Kids plus fucking tim curry clowns. tim curry made like the the greatest yeah. oh, creepiest he did. performance ever oh yeah absolutely and they took something that was so kid friendly i mean that definitely redeemed him from like from rocky horror <laughs> <laughs> this i feel like this is what made me uh like fear him when i saw him in fucking uh Home Alone. And I was just like, oh god, Pennywise. <laughs> so wait, here's, does Freddy Krueger have any fears? I don't know if he has any fears, but he definitely has weaknesses. The reason why he died in the first place is because he was Yeah, his weakness fire. is fire. That's right. why the parents his killed him. Kids. And then he turned around and was like, bitches, I'm getting your kids. And then, yeah. So he likes little so, children. So, so technically, if Pennywise turned into a small child, you could distract Freddy for a little bit. So if Pennywise <laughs> turned into Hannibal's younger sister, oh Hannibal would be fucked. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you'd be fucked too. I would, because I'd be like, oh, little child. <laughs> but why is I he don't Irish? Fuck, I don't fucking know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Because what I, what I'm trying to figure out is that Pennywise is attunes to the fear, but then Freddy's like the king of like nightmares so like I'm trying to figure out what it'd be like if they like faced each other how easy is it to kill Pennywise in, in like in the movie? Was it like easy? They in the basically book? Like... killed the spider and then killed all of its. Well, his weaknesses. Well, the kids were facing up to their own fears and silver. Yeah, like one of the kids, um, he he believed that it, that his inhaler was really powerful against the spider. And it, because of that belief, he, he like sprayed it, and it, it, it actually hurt it. Yeah, and somebody dressed up as like Team Wolf, <laughs> Pennywise. Like it turned into like Team Wolf, and they used silver bullets and killed it. So, or like at least hurt it for. So it's like if you believe, you can take it exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, willpower. Take it out. Yeah. Willpower. All right. So, so here's the thing. I'm gonna bring this up right now. Alien doesn't sleep. Alien doesn't have any fears. Alien? Alien fears fire. The fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like Martian Manhunter. It doesn't really... I'm not going to say it fears fire. It just understands the threat that fire poses and will 
get out of the way of fire. Right, Hence so fear. Really, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's afraid of fire. <laughs> I mean, Hannibal could easily put, get you to go to sleep. It, it could totally do something with fire and turn into this like monstrosity of a flaming torch, and you'd be fucked. Because if someone knocks Alien unconscious, I got full access to your brain. Yeah, what the hell is Freddy going to do to the alien? I could, I could like, convince you that you're burning alive. <laughs> well, well, okay. So, Freddy has done this numerous times. Like, you go in, he goes into people's dreams and warps everything. So, anything that happens in the dream yeah. is real. I so could technically set if, you on fire and convince you that you're burning alive and then bye-bye. So, but the thing is, is that you wouldn't be able to knock Alien Unconscious. I, unless Hannibal had some kind of plan to, like, to do it. Hannibal is yeah. crazy. I mean, Hannibal would have yeah. to because... I mean, I have to use my brains because all you guys have, like, inbuilt supernatural and biological abilities. I have to, you know, be like Bruce Wayne and, like, outsmart you guys. Yes, and then we bring up your little sister, and then you go bye-bye. Meh. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Meh. I mean, so, I think I got over that. You know, it's just like I just, I just, I, I just, I just supplemented my my deep rooted neuroses, and I just, you I just want to eat over people. Eating your little sister. Yeah, by eating other people. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like, here's the thing: if Alien goes for Hannibal first, then it's then it's like a wash because he well, takes out Hannibal first. Which he might because he he probably it probably would recognize Hannibal as the easiest target of the other three. See, That's Stan, like Hannibal is Stan, I, I'm curious. Um, do you have abilities to like use your face huggers? Because like, what if you just face huggered me, made another alien out of Hannibal, and then now you have two aliens attacking the other guys? A Han a Hannibalian? A yeah, Hannibalian. <laughs> How long were you waiting? For that one? <laughs> So like if he if he took well so then what if like alien just did did that on everybody he would have like a Freddy Kruegalian Freddy Kruegalian yeah. I'm gonna name my dog that yeah <laughs> Freddy Kruegalian Freddy Kruegalian then then you would have not only would you have a then really have smart alien not only would Pennywise you have a really smart yeah not only would you have a really smart Hannibal alien Hannibalian but you would have an alien that would be able to go inside of your fucking dreams oh shit and a, and a clown xenomorph <laughs> how scary is that like uh, like a xenomorph the, the second mouth is just Pennywise's face oh my god yeah. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that is horrifying I don't want to think about that somebody draw that shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Kirsty won't think that's so cute. Maybe. I mean, she probably only wouldn't think it would be cute if it was the Joker's face. So I think if it really depends on if Hannibal can... If Freddy and Pennywise can distract Alien, Hannibal devises some way to, to knock Alien unconscious, and then you would have Freddy Krueger go into Alien's unconscious mind and then burn it alive and then at that point it would be like down to the three of them if, if you did that and then I feel like I don't know Freddy could just en en envision Pennywise as a werewolf I mean if it's him. if okay so then if that happens and the only three left are Hannibal Freddy and Pennywise Pennywise turns into 
to uh, Hannibal's little sister. Yeah, <laughs> Hannibal's down for the count at that moment. And then, yeah, Hannibal's just down. It would be even there. better if like, um, you turn the Misha, and then and then uh, Kruger like goes into my mind, and then makes me dream that I'm eating Misha, and then you wake me up, and then you find out that I'm actually eating. Pennywise, Misha, <laughs> and then Hannibal's like, ah, and I, and I, I, I told I you, Hannibal ends up crying in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna chill with uh, Xenomorph. Like, okay, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be <laughs> here with my buddy. <laughs> See, what's gonna happen is, like, Freddy's not even gonna kill, um, not even gonna kill Hannibal because he's gonna see the psychological like torture just, he's going through, and he's gonna be like, good. I want to do this some more. Exactly. I could just turn it into this like endless cycle of your eating your sister forever and ever and ever until the end of time. Oh, Sisyphean torture. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Andy, you probably thought I was going to say Chucky, not Freddy. No, I just had an idea of a slasher. Yeah, I have a soft. Spot I had an for idea you were going to go on that slasher route, and so like, what what would happen then if like? The alien birthed a facehugger, and nobody knew that the facehugger was there. Then you'd have a, an additional fighter in the ring. <laughs> That's your trump card. Because then they would all be like focused on each other. But then you'd have. All right. So then, then what if Michael Myers felt lonely? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if we're and talking about that, and he was just like, uh, Jason, sh- little Jason's gonna have to come up in yeah, there and fuck some w- shit up. What would happen if, if this battle royale was actually happening at oh. Camp Crystal Lake? <laughs> I, I know what would happen. Clearly, Andy's going to come in gl- guns blazing and fucking kill everyone. Yes. Exactly. Backed Andy up by Bruce prepared. Campbell with his chainsaw hand. Yes. That's a true winner. And and Sean. And Sean, Sean, and Sean and Ed. Ed. And Sigourney Weaver in a giant yellow robot. <laughs> and then the entire, the entire movie of Resident Evil Extinction... <laughs> And then the Ghostbusters. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ghostbusters could take out Freddy, I think. Right? Because he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Ghostbusters versus Freddy Krueger. It's, it's done. Okay. But the question is, who would win? The creature. Because he stayed at home. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, if it were a realistic thing, I think it would be really hard to try and, and deal with Alien. Because Alien is... Exactly what that is. The fucking alien. What do you what do you yeah. what do you do with that shit? Incredibly tough to kill, you know, sneaky, intelligent. I just keep picturing a fucking face hugger with Pennywise's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Shit. And so we've succeeded tonight. <laughs> and I guess alien's the winner. In I, that yeah, case. I have to give it to Alien. Okay, okay the official ending, uh face hugger. Elijah's on the Pennywise, and the Pennywise Xenomorph comes yeah, out. Yeah, I have to give it. Just, yeah, I gotta give it to Alien. Excellent. <laughs> Shit. You might win the war, but, I mean, you might win the battle, but Alien's gonna win the war. I'm literally gonna <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night tonight going fucking face-hugging Pennywise. <laughs> I really want to try to draw this. This is gonna be amazing. When I have nightmares later. Wish me luck. It's all your fault. Chris, Photoshop it. Yeah, I will. <laughs> 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 Even better, I, I want to learn how to make gifts. So you just, like, meh. No. Like, meh. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. And it's, like, his face coming out of aliens. <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> if you can do that, Chris. Uh, no. Yo, Halloween idea. That's ama- That's that, that should be a cosplay idea, right? You know, Pennywise alien. 
Okay, you've got less than a week to do it. You should have started yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, congratulations, Stan. Uh, the alien wins. Woo! Woo! I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, that's uh, that's I it for the show. Today, right? Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, Super Nerd Pals. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Super Nerd Pals. You can email us, supernerdpals at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash supernerdpals and supernerdpals.com. Woo! And, yeah, if there's a place, you'll find us there. <laughs> we, were in, we are in your dreams. We are the king of nightmares. No, that's me. We are? We are, yeah. Okay. No, that's Ryan. That's Ryan's the king of nightmares. So, guys, listen, if you, if you like what you're hearing, please rate us highly on iTunes. Give us five stars. That helps us reach more people, more people find us, more people listen to our nonsense. And tell your friends, more importantly. My name is Stan. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Doom. 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 Andy. You can find Andy on Twitter at SweetJustice1. That's O-N-E. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Sampson at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O. And Ryan, would you like to bump anything that you're doing? My, okay, so you can find me on Twitter at the underscore red underscore horror. And I'm hopefully by next month going to be birthing a podcast of my own called Cannibalism ooh, and Coffee. Ooh, what kind of podcast? Ooh. Cannibalism and Coffee. Is this a horror podcast? It's mostly about, yes, it is a horror podcast. It's mostly about cannibalism and, and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, so wait, wait, I'm really interested in this. Like, like, great taste, like, taste like, great together. Re- like real life uh, anecdotes and case studies of cannibalism, yeah. or like, or like how to cook humans. And yeah, pretty what, much. What are the best coffee pairings? Chris is getting too excited. Getting about I'm really excited about this. Ryan, please, <laughs> please make me a guest something. host. Yes. I want to talk about eating people. Yeah, I kind of want to be in that too. <laughs> no, it's we we were it's, doing it's this. Cannibal Lecter, and it's actually real life. Cannibals and all that good stuff. See, that is an amazing, have you ever amazing of idea, and a real you're not gonna have any competition. No. Wait, what? Actually, <laughs> so have you ever thought about having a real cannibal on your show? A, a real cannibal? maybe that's a thing you should look into. Yeah. Well, as a matter of fact, Chris. <laughs> well, in in doing in doing research for all of this, there last. I heard there was a, a, a real-life cannibal that should still be alive as of 2009 who lives in Japan. So you're going to interview them. Oh, well, I've watched an interview with him. He is a messed-up dude. I'm just going to say that. As you do. As, as you, you do. do. But, yeah. When you eat people. And, of course, Maybe there's... you can find someone who knew or worked on the case with, uh, or about a guy. You know, he well, ate people and made Ed, furniture out of their bones. And Gein didn't eat anybody necessarily. <laughs> oh, really? No, he huh. just made um, utensils and lampshades out of their skin and their bones. <laughs> he didn't actually eat anybody. He was, Ed Gein was the inspiration for Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Huh. Fun fact. Interesting. And of course, ever, the world's most so notorious will... cannibal was Jeffrey Dahmer, who I found out his apartment, Whoa. you can't live in it, but you can go there and take photos. Somebody bought oh. it and prevented anybody from touching it or working on it and living in it. So it's, like, preserved. That's cool. Wow. Well, let We're us know. going to bump your show when you start. Thanks, guys. That sounds really exciting. I'm very excited. Yeah. And you should 
you should totally come back and speak with I, us again. I absolutely want to. This, this was this was lovely. <laughs> this was lovely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, and uh, have a very happy Halloween on Wednesday and Saturday. Woo! You know, celebrate twice. Your early Halloween. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Peace. Bye. Ha 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 